Hey, good afternoon, and welcome into the Matt Mosley Show with Stephen Simcox. The Matt Mosley Show on this Thursday afternoon, presented by Central National Bank, and we're glad you're with us. Stephen, how you doing today? I'm good, Tom. Yeah, uh, this is nice to have baseball on again, and I'm doing well. It's already Thursday. This week has simultaneously gone slow and fast, if that makes any sense. See, it has, it has flown by for me. Uh, now, why would it be slow? Well, it's like the days are kind of long, but I get to Thursday. I'm like, man, it's already Thursday. And you're wearing your frog shirt. You're ready to roll, aren't you? I am. I got my, my TCU polo on today. Don't say that too loud. I have people showing up at Bagby Avenue trying to, <laughs> trying to take me out. Don't tell them it's Bagby Avenue. <laughs> well, good point, Tom. I didn't have the best GPA in the world. <laughs> Steven is actually on Herring Avenue, folks, That's not right. Bagby. Uh, so, anyway. Uh, so... So yeah, it's Thursday and we're ready to go here. We got we we a ton of baseball yesterday and a ton more today and it's already kind of ugly for the uh for the Astros as they have found themselves on the bottom side of a 3-0 baseball game early. Yes, obviously very early. Just finished the bottom of the second, but uh A's had a three-run homer there. So, Strohs are throwing Grinky today. And he had not pitched Tom yet in the series because he had some arm soreness going on, that kind of thing. That's I was so I was surprised when you said that they were throwing him today mm-hmm. because he has complained publicly about the arm hurting, and, and so I thought, you know what, you got to you're, you're still up two to one. You let's might save it. Yeah, but. yeah, they're they're rolling with him. Uh, Frankie Montez is pitching for the A's, and you know we've talked about it the last few days, Tom. They're kind of in an all hands on deck situation. And uh, it, it's interesting, but it's three nothing right now. Obviously, the Strohs have scored a ton of runs in the series. They've been able to hit home runs. Something's going on in LA. That ball is flying. Well, you know that that's funny that you say that. They people were talking about that, and and they're talking about it, is the ball is it more slick? You know, uh, coming out of the pitcher's hand. Uh, you know, is it uh, is this a different baseball in postseason that you're seeing in regular season? Uh, you know. Because you're right. I mean, and it's not just this series. It's it's all over Major League Baseball. The the ball is jumping, uh, you know, and in in I never. I mean, it it never crossed my mind to, to think that the ball may be a little hot. But uh, you never know. You never know. If you want offense, uh, in in you you can certainly find some. And again, Oakland has jumped out to a three nothing lead. Max Muncy, by the way, I want to mention this: Max mm-hmm. Muncy, the former uh, Baylor Bear, good dude too. I might add, uh, two RBIs last night in the Dodgers win. And what are they up? Two to nothing. Looking two for, nothing on looking the Padres, to finish it yeah. out tonight. And, and that's a good San Diego team. Mm-hmm. I mean, they got a good young lineup. Uh, Mike Clevenger was starting for them in Game One. He got hurt, which is unfortunate. But and, and that's another interesting thing because we talk about the ball being juiced potentially, and the ball just jumping all over the place in LA. I saw a Dodgers rider yesterday say uh, Babe Ruth couldn't hit it out of Globe Life Park because they're feeling the effects of <laughs> that big new Rangers ballpark. And it and is big. It's big. and the I mean, they've hit a couple home runs, but not nearly as much as those two teams are used to. I mean, San Diego really is a uh, a team that likes to, to pound the ball out of the park, and they showed that in their limited play with the, with the Rangers this season. Well, so we'll, we'll talk some baseball with you. We'll talk some uh, high school football. There is, it's, Steven, it's, I, I know you guys got into it uh Heavily uh, in the uh, in on unnecessary roughness, and we certainly did too on game time earlier today, ten to noon here on ESPN Central Texas. But man, is it a bad deal when you see these kids not getting an opportunity to play? And I understand why. We've talked about this a million times. If you can't 
do it safely. You can't do it. it. It's that simple. But, man, for Waco High kids and university, and we're not talking about just the football team. The band members put in a lot of work. The drill team puts in a lot of work. The cheerleaders put in a lot of work. A lot of people put in a lot of work to uh, to participate on these 10 Friday nights and, and now Waco High and university and uh, Martin Bremont not being able to play this week as LaVega is not going to be able to play next week because Brownwood's already made the decision that they're not going to play not – not one week, but two weeks. They've they've shut it down for mm-hmm. a couple of weeks. So uh, you got the and I understand Martin Bremont is going to be rescheduled later in November. I mm-hmm. get that, uh, but man, don't you know they want to play this week? And March been through this a million. It seems like a million times this year, as has La Vega. Yes, La Vega's been through a bunch of different schedule changes. Uh, Mart as well, and, and Coach Hoffman told us we're going to hear from him later on in the show today. But he told us this afternoon that. Um, they're not going to be able to play this week. They were looking for a replacement game, but he set a deadline of 11 a.m. this morning, and he had a couple schools he was talking to. They just couldn't get things worked out. So well, don't you know everybody's lined up to play oh, Mark? Yeah. I well, mean, they're they're knocking the door down saying, hey, we'd love to come play you. And that's the thing, too, is I'm sure there are a bunch of people he called, and he heard a dial tone shortly, <laughs> after, <laughs> shortly after he said. Sorry, can't come to the phone right now. That's what he heard. <laughs> so, Tom, let me ask you this, because we've we've touched a little bit on – the potential of this uh, this zone schedule that Midway is talking mm-hmm. about, and I saw that uh, I saw on Twitter today from Matt Step from Dave Campbell's nine six A is already going to move to that because Garland ISD is having some issues, mm-hmm. so they're talking about going ahead and moving to the zone. So how how does that work, and what exactly would cause that to to happen? Real simple, it's as clear as mud. Uh, no, <laughs> here here's how it worked. This is how uh, director of athletics. Brad Shelton and and Coach Jeff Hume explained it to me. So they use Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine, the uh, ranking service, to divide the the two the, the the district into two divisions, if you will, not north and south, but just Division One, Division Two, or A and B, whatever mm-hmm. you want to call it. So the uh, you will play everybody in your in your division, and then they based off of standings you'll then play a playoff game in week four of district play. So the the Lions, the Lions, I'm, I'm sorry, yeah, Waco High mm-hmm. and, and Midway, and, I, and let me think, uh, I want to say it's... Duncanville's uh, in that Yeah, and, and, and maybe even Middle Othian. Uh, so you have four teams, and you'll play, you'll, uh, you'll play your, three, your three games, and then... On that fourth week of district play, you will play. You will be paired. So one will play three, okay. Two will play uh, one, I think, and then the two threes play each other, and that is how they're going to determine the top four teams that go to the playoffs. The next, then you will play the other three teams from the opposite division, right? Mm-hmm. You'll play those guys at the location that you were originally scheduled on the date that you were originally scheduled to play them on. So in, in, in succession. So, okay. so that then so that that's how you play everybody. Now, here here's here's the here's the left turn on you. If for some reason that none of the schools in the district get closed, get shut down, like Waco High shut down right now, but mm-hmm. we're not in district play yet. Sure. In district play, as long as none of the teams get shut down you will disregard the top four teams that make the playoffs. Those games obviously will count as district games. Then you'll play your other three district games. 
and then you'll just go by the regular standings and the top four teams will go to the playoffs. It's just a fail-safe okay. in case you get multiple games that cannot get played. Right. you still got to have a system in place to determine the top four teams. And I, I understand that several schools, uh, several districts are doing this uh, across the state. But And then you have others, Stephen, as you know, where they're building in an extra uh, open date in case you need to, you know. But if you get into multiple games, what do you do? Yeah, that's a big question. Uh, I mean, we touched on that today a little bit with, with Coach Hoffman because right now, okay, so Bremont's going to move to November 6th. Well, that's, you know, one of the built-in dates you have. But mm-hmm. what happens if they can't play a couple weeks down the road or somebody else's school gets closed? And they've tried to make it to where he said it, this should only happen in theory if a school closes down. Like if if you have enough kids to cobble a team together, go then, play. then you're expected to go play. Um, obviously, Bremont has a different situation. So another question I had is Waco High, I assume since campus is shut down starting tomorrow, they can't practice. I wouldn't think. I mean, I, I don't yeah. know that. Uh, we, we've uh, effort Kwame Cavill. We'll keep trying to get Kwame. I can't imagine that he's got anything to do today. <laughs> right. Uh, you know, he's not busy or anything. But we'll try to find that out, and that's a good point. And one of the other things that we thought about, let's say it's Martin Bremont and this was by district. Yeah. What do you do? What do you do then? And, and and that's a UIL conversation. What do you do? That is. That's going to be up to them, and that's a really hard decision to make. You don't want to forfeit, but you don't have – I mean, f- I guess 5A and 6A, they're playing later, but you don't have all these weeks in the season to do this. And, and here's the bottom line. It's not if it's going to happen in the state of Texas. When. It's when it's going to happen, and it is going to happen, and it's going to happen in a playoff scenario, whether it's by district or, or whatever the case may be. you got four or five rounds uh, of playoffs, and then you've got, what, six classifications from 1A, which is six-man football, all the way up to 6A. It's going to happen. You're going to have a school that's going to have a positive test, and then they're going to have to go into the protocol, and what do you do? And, and that we'll have to wait and see based off of what UIL decides. Well, and, and the, the reason I asked about practice for Waco High, in any scenario that would be tough, but I was just looking at their schedule. <laughs> they open district play with Duncanville in a couple weeks. So that that's a, a squad. Yeah, nothing to it. That's a squad that had some momentum. I mean, they were 1-1 one one going into this game against Colleen. Going to be a good matchup with the Roos, mm-hmm. like former district opponents. Um, and now you sort of have to start at square one, which I know is frustrating for them, but that's just um, the reality of the situation. We'll take a break right here. This is the Matt Mosley Show, Stephen Simcox on ESPN Central Texas. Um, we'll come back with more. Astros still trail 3 nothing as they head to the top of the third in the A's. Um, we'll come back after this on the Matt Mosley Show. Nobody has a better selection of light and heavy-duty Ram pickup trucks than Cameron Autoplex, where they say it's always cheaper in Cameron. Fox 44 weather update. I'm meteorologist Emily Kay. It's going to be a mild night across central Texas with lows reaching the upper 50s and lower 60s with mostly clear skies and winds coming in from the east about 5 to 10 miles per hour. Thursday will start off with temperatures in the lower 60s. Highs will be in the mid to upper 80s in the afternoon with mostly sunny skies. Friday will be slightly cooler with highs around 80 degrees with partly cloudy skies. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 5.30 and 9 for your forecast first. Plus, check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. 
Myatt Fuels should be your first and local choice for high-quality fuel and lubricant. They are Central Texas-owned and operated independent distribution and bulk delivery company. You call, they haul. They deliver on-road diesel, off-road, farm diesel, gasoline, and non-ethanol gasoline. Known for the great pricing and quickest delivery, call Nick, the owner, for all your gasoline delivery needs at 675-8107. That's Myatt Fuels. Call Nick at 675-8107 or look for Myatt Fuels on Facebook. Hey, it's Matt Mosley. Matt Mosley's show is Stephen Simcox. If you thought about buying your first home and you weren't sure where to start or if you qualify, NeighborWorks Waco has been assisting Central Texans in the home buying process for the past 27 years, and they're ready to assist you. Not enough money for down payment or low credit score? NeighborWorks Waco has programs that help you improve your credit score, and they help you get the best loan with the least out-of-pocket expense. Plus, they make sure you know just what to look for in selecting the perfect home for you and your family. Call 254-752-1647 or visit the website at nw-waco.org to get started. NeighborWorks Waco currently operating with social distancing protocol in place so you can access your programs knowing your safety is their highest priority. NeighborWorks Waco is your trusted source for home ownership the right way. Plus, NeighborWorks Waco supports Coach Dave Aranda in Baylor Athletics all the way. Sick'em, Bears. At Marineland Boating Center, we believe in families, fishing, and everyone who enjoys being on the water. That's why Marineland is home to Alumacraft, boats designed and built by generations of fishing enthusiasts for fishing enthusiasts. For over 70 years, Alumacraft has been providing durability and innovation. Whether it's time for water sports or the perfect catch, we've got an Alumacraft model to fit your style and budget. Marineland Boating Center, I-35 at Loop 340 South, or visit MarinelandWacoYamaha.com. The right call can make all the difference on and off the field. Hi, I'm Mark Stewart with Berg Colgen Ford. When it's time for a new car, truck, or SUV, Berg Colgen Ford is the right call. Come check out our award-winning lineup of best-selling models in their class. The number one Mustang, Explorer, Expedition, F-150, and Super Duty. Berg Colgen Ford proudly supports all Central Texas student-athletes. Make the right call for your next vehicle at Berg Colgen Ford. Berg Colgen Ford, trusted since 1936. At CNC Collision Center, they handle any paint or body work job. In fact, they offer a lifetime warranty on any paint and body job they do. But that's not all they do. At CNC, they can take care of all auto repairs. If your AC is on the fritz, let one of the specialists take care of it so you can beat the Texas heat. Need new tires? CNC has what you need and can even install a Rhino bed liner in your pickup. So for all your automotive repair needs, go to CNC Collision Center, 5849 North Highway 6 in Spiegelville. Southwest Sports Medicine and Orthopedics, the team physicians of Baylor Athletics. Our doctors specialize in the diagnosis and treatment of any and all sports-related injuries. Celebrating over a decade of service to Central Texas, our doctors are equipped to handle a wide range of issues. Whether it's your foot or ankle, your hand or wrist, knee and shoulder pain, or you're in need of our arthritis and total joint clinic, trust the doctors that Baylor trusts. Southwest Sports Medicine and Orthopedics, our goal is to get you back in the game. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Weiss with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by Small Sandwich Shop. 
Friday night schedule has been changed because of COVID-19 issues. The Martin Bremont District game has been rescheduled to November 6th, and University's non-district contest versus Brian Rutter has been canceled. The Houston Cougars hope to get the 2020 season started tonight, hosting Tulane with a 6:30 kickoff. All 12 MAC teams will open the season November 4th, a Wednesday, and then play their next two games on Tuesdays or Wednesdays before transitioning to Saturday for the final three weeks. Atlanta leads their series over the Marlins two to nothing. Game three going on right now. The Rays over the Yankees 2-1. Game four tonight at 6-10. And L.A. over the Padres in their series 2-0. Game three tonight at 8-08. The Astros lead the A's 2-1 in that series. Game four going on right now over on Fox Sports Central Texas. Sports Center every 20 minutes only on ESPN Central Texas. Steven Simcox, killing it on the music. Good job. That that stuff that when I was a kid, very well. I, I try to keep your energy level high, Tom. Well, that that's good stuff, right I know you've there. You got some some long days the last few days. Yeah, <laughs> last few days. You're right. It's a three twenty. Uh, twenty minutes after three o'clock. This is the uh, Matt Mosley Show. Tom Barfield and Stephen Simcox for Matt on this Thursday afternoon. And as uh, we, we, we were talking high school football, uh, and we, let's continue that conversation. And we had Bryce Cherry on earlier today, and, and uh, Garrett asked an interesting question. I never really thought about this, Stephen, but he's, he, he mentioned to Bryce that he thought West was the Trojans were, were kind of flying under the radar, and, and Bryce agreed with him. And Bryce even said that they haven't had a whole lot of coverage on the Trojans, and they are this week, obviously, with uh, West uh, at 4-1 on the year, and they're going to be playing uh, the Whitney Wildcats. But uh, uh, th- that's a good football team. I mean, they've got one loss, and that came way back early in the year against uh, a very good Lexington team. We know about Lexington. So uh, Coach Wooders got them, uh, got them rolling in West, and they're off to that 4-1 and one start. Yeah, Tom, that is an interesting point. You know, West is uh, historically, obviously, a really good program, always big, physical, likes to run the ball downhill. And uh, Coach Woodard and his team, they struggled last season, but they were young and kind of took their lumps. Um, I guess I just sort of forgot about them after that Lexington loss. Now, Lexington's really good, and, and Jared Curry's a great player. Um, he, he's really the, the straw that serves the drink there in Lexington. But since then, I mean, 59-7 to over Western Hills. They beat Blooming Grove 28 to 7. They took down Rogers 35-29 and uh beat Life uh Oak Cliff 55 to nothing. So, a game against Whitney and then a game against Grandview. We'll we'll certainly figure out more about West in, in the coming weeks and that'll be a good a good sort of uh, measuring stick for them. Are are you okay one and one in those two games? Oh yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, you are. Absolutely. I mean, if if you I think you'd be fine one and one, and if Grandview is the one you win, but either way, one and one, you're uh, you're feeling really good. It's a three twenty two. We're talking sports on a Thursday afternoon. The uh, Matt Mosley program. Tom Barfield and Stephen Simcox. Glad to have you with us as we uh, bounce through this uh, this Thursday. I, you know what? Would you just can we do a little something on the air here and just kind of kind of check something out? Sure. Can we check and see if Stretch is is handy on uh, on on uh, in uh, in that auxiliary studio, hello, Stretch. Stretch, you there? No, he's not. 
He he he's uh, he was blowing up my phone just a minute ago, and I, oh, just, okay. I thought, well, maybe he's down. Thought maybe he had. An I thought he was down the hall in the auxiliary studio, so I didn't know. Uh, you you can't see. You know, in in that studio we keep him in, it's kind of dark in there. Does Stretch ever leave? I, I just figured, rarely. I just figured he screamed into a microphone. He uh, <laughs> the whole time about the Cowboys and their defensive struggles. Twenty four first downs in the first half. That's crazy, though, isn't it? I mean, you stop and think about that. Oh, yeah, it is. I mean, it was, the, I didn't it was, realize that it was historically bad yeah. defensive performance. Well, and last week, you know, and they not not to make that right term, but we're making it. And then to have then to have the comments made about effort that's that's what cracks me up. I mean, how keep your pie hole closed when you get beat like that? Yeah, not a good situation, um, and not a good look for Xavier Woods saying that you can't expect somebody to go full speed. Yes, I can. Uh, <laughs> out over seventy plays, you know, it's one of those questions. Like they're asking about effort. Everybody knows what happened. We we watch the games. We're not stupid. So it's a tough scenario in that there's really no good answer, um, but that's not the way to go to say, hey, you just you can't do it. It's not possible to play hard every single play, um, and I'm, I'm sure that's going to come back to haunt him for a long time. Because yeah. you know every time we see Xavier Woods pull up now or not give full effort, that's going to come up again. I know my job starts at 8, but, you know, getting there at 920 is okay, isn't it? Yeah, please Three days out of five? Please I don't mean... talk about my situation, Tom. This is about the Cowboys. <laughs> okay, sorry. Oh. Uh, all right, so the uh, we'll get in, and we'll get into that a little later on. Uh, the three games that we're going to have along the uh, the family of radio stations will be Robinson and Gerald. And, you know, Robinson struggling, make no mistake, They've given up some points, Stephen, but they're in a position right now. Stop and think about this. Uh, they're playing Gerald uh, tomorrow night. Gerald has struggled in the in the move from uh, in the in the move up to four A. Uh, they're zero and six, and and really having some having a hard time adjusting to to four A football. Uh, if you get the win there, right, mm-hmm. then you. I think the following week you play, Gates, you play the Gatesville Hornets. Who's also struggling? Is that for fourth place in the in that district? I would think in a so. playoff spot. I mean, you look at the district right now, and this is uh, four nine four A Division two. Um, you got China Springs, Salado, and Conley, and the way those three teams are playing, you imagine they're going to end up being one two three, barring uh, some upsets. So yeah, this is an important stretch for Robinson. Um, you know, Gatesville they're playing China Spring this week, and then they get Robinson, and I think they get Gerald back to back. And those three schools, they're going to be battling it out uh, for, for that sort of final playoff spot. So it's a huge game. And Coach Rubel's got to get those guys ready. It was a, a disappointing performance against Conley, but that's obviously a good team. Um, and the good news is you get an opportunity over the next few weeks to kind of solidify yourself in, uh, in this playoff race. So, I mean, that's, that's an interesting game. And, again, it's going to be over on our sister station, uh, Kicker FM, your home for Kicker Country. And that, of course, is 1590 AM and 99.3 FM. Temple will get their first home game uh, tonight. I mean, tomorrow night, rather. Their first mm-hmm. home game, Stephen. And that, I mean, it's, it's strange to say, but that's where we are uh, in uh, in 2020. The uh, Wildcats will be home. And, and I believe we have a change in the start time now. They, they've they made some adjustment to, to the Arlington-Martin game. We do, yeah. That game was originally scheduled to kick off at 7.30, but it's going to kick off at 7. Apparently Arlington-Martin asked if uh, that could be done so that they could get 
their guys back home from that road trip. Um, so 6.30 pregame, 7 o'clock kick. Second straight week uh, that's happened for Temple where they moved the game up 30 minutes. I, I don't mind it. It gives me more time to, to gather scores. But I it, know, but, I mean, it, it's Wednesday or Thursday yeah, when these decisions are being made. I mean, did he not think, hey, maybe I should ask on Monday whether the – or maybe I should ask back in the summer if we can play at 7, not 7.30. I mean, I – Little no, it, it's certainly odd timing, um, but that game will start a little bit earlier than we originally thought. And Martin's one and one. They uh, lost that game. They actually played at AT&T Stadium right before Temple and Longview did. They lost to Denton Ryan 47-24, and they shut out College Park 37-0. Um, so Martin, a good team, a good team defensively. They're going to challenge a Temple offense that I think has surprised some folks with the way they've been able to move the ball and be explosive so far this year. And Temple defensively has been great in the second half of games, Tom. I don't know what exactly, you know, Scott Stewart is doing at halftime to adjust to, to how teams are trying to attack them, but they still haven't allowed a point in the second half, and they've been uh, pretty solid all the way around. So good test for Temple as they play one more game before uh, district play starts. All right, uh, 328, 28 after 3 in the, in the other game that we will have is Midway in the uh, in South Grand Prairie. That game right here on ESPN Central Texas will have that one. And it's it's going to start at 7.30 like, like it was scheduled to. So uh, our pregame will begin at 7 with the kickoff at 7.30. And I, I, I think this is a, a interesting game from a lot of aspects. I want to see how midway how they uh how they grow from from week one and, and mm-hmm. listen we all we all know the the caliber of of Westlake high school I mean the chaparral's unbelievable program they got great talent all over the football field and, and they muscled midway around on Friday night there's no no two ways you can't sugarcoat that I mean it was just it was a rough night how do they how do they how do they bounce back how do they respond uh, against South Grand Prairie what what growth and development in the in the team uh between week one and week two you, you you've heard the old cliche about the best the most uh improvement is week one to week two mm-hmm. Let, let's see uh I, I'm, I'm curious to see how they come out how they respond after being uh beat 56 to nothing by Westlake and again as uh Jeff Hume talked about the other day. I think it was maybe even yesterday he was on the program. Uh, you better get ready to play guys like this because you've got the the Duncanvilles and the DeSotos and the Cedar Hills and all those dudes. They're just around the corner in this district. So uh, you're going to play at a high caliber as far as competition is concerned every single Friday night when you play in District 11-6A, Stephen. Yes, uh, you will. And that's just, you know, the reality of the situation. Um, They're getting ready. They're getting prepped for that. They're getting prepped for a tough schedule that's coming up and a good chance to bounce back. Listen, we didn't learn a ton uh, about them last week, I don't think, other than Westlake's really good and really physical, uh, has a great quarterback. But now a chance to uh, go up uh, against the South Grand Prairie team that's also very solid. And important to get that win before your bye week. You don't want to be sitting on 0-2, and going to district play and what's a, a tough district, what's going to be a, a pretty mentally um, grinding and, and difficult uh, district to get out of if you can avoid it. So a big game for them. And I, I think I expect Jeff Hume to have them ready to play. You know, he's talked about the culture there and how they've, you know, kept their heads up and believed in one another have, have stayed unified through all this. And I expect a pretty big improvement from the Panthers on Friday. All right. So, and then there's several other good games uh, that are going to be going on in Central Texas. And the one that you kind of pointed out, and that I think uh, several people have, have talked about, is 
Salado at Conley. Now, you want to talk about uh, different uh, types of, of and styles of play. Uh, this will be interesting to watch as Salado will take on the Conley Cadets. And I think that one is at Mac People Stadium in downtown Northcrest. So we'll see how that goes. But uh, Alan Hare will take the 6-1 uh, and one Salado Eagles over to, uh, to Conley to take on the Cadets. And that's going to be a, a barn burner of a game, Tom. This Salado team has been impressive from the jump. Um, they defeated Troy. They took Grandview to the wire in in week two. They've really dusted all their other opponents and put up huge numbers. They're explosive, which is not what you expect from a slot T team. No, that's what I was going to say. Typically in that slot T, which you would think would work if it works the way that it mm-hmm. is designed to, it, it's it's called playing keep away. I mean, yeah. you keep the football away from those uh, talented athletes that the cadets possess. And you're trying to just get three, four yards of carry. Absolutely. Keep the chains moving, have long drives, and they're able to break off some huge runs. Overrun, you think there's more than 10 passes thrown in this game between these two teams? No, absolutely not. There may not be 10 passes thrown all season, but... Uh, because, you know, Conley, I mean, they do it in a different way. They spread you out a little bit more, but they're also a smash-mouth football team, and they want to run the ball. They Absolutely, they want to run the football. want to get the hand, ball in the hands of KG and, and Trey Windsor. Um, so this is probably going to be a, a fast game. Um, you're going to see a lot of speed out there. You're going to see explosive run plays. And, again, this is going to go a long way. We talked about that kind of battle for fourth place between Gerald and Gatesville and Robinson. Well, we expect – Conley and Salado and China Spring duke it out for a district title. And this is our first chance to see, um, you know, match up between a couple of those teams. Yeah, there's no question. These are playoff teams, Salado and Conley. And and uh, is this, uh, along with the matchup with China Spring, these three teams, as you point out, are going to be battling for the, uh, the the championship of that district. So we'll see how that how that all unfolds. And then, again, I'm, I think we mentioned this yesterday. I, I am intrigued to see how the Academy Cameron game unfolds. How, how does does how does Chris Lancaster keep the momentum rolling at Academy? How does uh how does Tommy Brashear get his team to bounce back after a, a very disappointing loss to Rockdale in the Battle of the Bell? So uh where do where are these two programs right now? Obviously Chris Lancaster and and the Bees have got to be just thrilled. I mean, you don't normally go in and and start the rebuild process and the retool process, particularly in a district like this, and look up and find yourself six and one. No, you don't. And I or mean, five and one. He's, he's done an incredible job. They're starting a lot of young guys. He didn't have a, a, a typical off season, and he somehow found a way to get this done. And no disrespect, but most years you'd look at that matchup, Yo and Academy, and you say, Oh yeah, Yo's going to win that game. Mm-hmm. Um, and Yo's got a lot of questions to answer. They're coming off a. A, a pretty embarrassing loss, honestly, to, to Rockdale, a team that's good, but that's not usually a blowout. And I know the, that's a community with a ton of pride and tradition, and they're going to come back and, and respond well. Um, but that's a, another huge game with, with playoff implications early in district play. All right, so 335, 25 away from 4 o'clock. The uh, CNC Collision Center text line is 254-662-1660. 254-662-1660. You can jump in and uh, give us your thoughts on high school football as well. Don't forget, you can also go to com. That's the ESPN Central Texas website. And you can uh, you can play the high school pick'em contest brought to you by Whataburger. Yes, brought to you by Waterburger, and uh, if you want to make a pick and uh, submit, 
you know, give yourself a chance to get a $30 Whataburger gift card along with some other prizes. Do that before the end of the show today um, because games do start tonight. So get that in, and uh, we, we had picks throughout the show. Me and Tom might run down some of our picks and those pivotal games as we move forward throughout the day. All right, uh, 3.35, 25 away from 4 o'clock. We're going to get Stretch Smith to jump on with us. He's got some breaking news for us, and uh, we'll get to Stretch on here in just a couple of minutes. This is ESPN Central Texas. The Recently Matt Mosley Show. Time. If we can figure out a way to run the football, control the line of scrimmage a little bit, control the – can we keep our stinking defense off the field? There are three incompletions and a punt, and next thing you know, <laughs> here they go again. Yeah, I mean, yes, yeah, yeah, yes. That's in, what in, I'm talking about with the running no, game. In, in theory, I get, I get it, and, 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 and that fits. Now, here's what I'm going to tell you. They gave up 24 first downs in the first half. <laughs> 24. You don't get 24 first downs in a game for crying out loud. They gave up 30 first downs in three quarters. They got 24 first half first downs. If that doesn't make you just sit back and say, could somebody hand me a Marlboro, please? I, I just need a cigarette. <laughs> I, just need, I just need to burn one here real quick before, so I can figure out what I need to say. It, it, it's mind-numbing. This is Game Time on ESPN Central Texas. You wouldn't call your doctor, accountant, or mechanic using a 1-800 number, so why your bank? If you have to dial 1-800, you don't know your bank, and your bank doesn't know you. Come to Central National Bank and experience the difference. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Some things never change, like the commitment to service and protection the Nitsche Group Insurance Agency has offered since 1949. Whether you're needing a new business policy to get your operations up and running, adding cyber liability for a remote workforce, or if you're needing to pause your current coverage, our team is here for the protection you need when you need it. Whatever your coverage needs, talk to the experts that care. Call the Nitsche Group to discuss your personal, commercial, and bonding insurance needs at 1-800-258-8302. Grand Power Days at Cameron Autoplex in Cameron, Texas. The 2021 models will be arriving soon, and we still have a great selection of 2020 ramps to choose from. Hurry in and save $10,000 off MSRP on a fully loaded Ram 1500 Lone Star Crew Cab, plus competitive pickup owners getting an additional $1,000 off. Well, how about $6,000 off that new diesel to pull that new RV or boat? Grand Power Days won't last much longer, so make that short drive and see why everyone says it's always cheaper and friendlier in Cameron. Let's face it, some people just like driving around in the new. Hi, Jay here from Pickup Outfitters to talk about those that know they have naked trucks but simply don't care. You'll hear them saying something like, I'm just driving around free and easy, nothing constricting me. Gross. But there is something that can entice almost any naked truck owner. Leather. I mean, they kind of go together, right? And Pickup Outfitters is an authorized dealer and professional installer of cat skin leather seats. So I'm asking you to do your part and help us in truck nudity. The next time you're near your naked truck owner friend, you can say something like, you know what would really be sexy on your truck? Leather. And they'll get that sly smile, and you know you've hit them in their weak spot. Pickup Outfitters installs factory matching leather kits or custom kits in just about any color combination for your truck or even car. It's the sexy thing to do. You can be part of the problem, or you can create a commotion with catskin leather seats at Pickup Outfitters. 220 Lake Air Drive in Waco. 
ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Lynch with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update, brought to you by Small Sandwich Shop. Friday night schedule has been changed because of COVID-19 issues. The Martin-Bremont district game has been rescheduled to November 6th, and University's non-district contest versus Brian Rutter has been canceled. The Houston Cougars hope to get the 2020 season started tonight, hosting Tulane with the 6:30 kickoff. All 12 MAC teams will open the season November 4th, a Wednesday, and then play their next two games on Tuesdays or Wednesdays before transitioning to Saturday for the final three weeks. Atlanta leads their series over the Marlins two to nothing. Game three going on right now. The Rays over. Over the Yankees 2-1, Game 4 tonight at 6-10. And L.A. over the Padres in their series 2-0, Game 3 tonight at 8-08. The Astros lead the A's 2-1 in that series. Game 4 going on right now over on Fox Sports Central Texas. Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Carry on my wayward son. There'll be peace when you are done. Lay your weary head to rest. Don't you cry no more. I'm telling you, he is the new musical director for ESPN Central Texas. Say hello to Stephen Simcox. Playing a little Kansas for us here this afternoon. Welcome into the program. This is the uh, Matt Mosley Show. Do you, do you get the reference there? I certainly do, okay. Ollie. Right. Thank you very much. Uh, Glenn Stretch-Smith uh, from Game Time joins us here this afternoon. Glenn, good good afternoon. How are you, buddy? What's going on, guys? Y'all doing all right today? Doing good. I mean, did you get the reference there? A little KU, a little Kansas? I did. KU, my man, Les Miles, is tested positive for the my Sharona and I, golly, I, I, I get it. Stephen Simcox is right on time, but he was ready to ready to spin that carry on my wayward son. As soon as my man last got to my Sharona, he's on top of it. All right, a uh, couple things to jump on here real quick. I know you're busy and you got to go, but I uh, wanted to get your thoughts on a couple things. As as I predicted on Monday, the uh, Astros and the A's are going to go five, and uh, it, right now the A's. <laughs> What? Yeah. So, Stephen, have you let this guy draw you offside like he does me every day? I mean, it was a it was a full blown. It's a sweet. It's over with, and was hooking it up when they were when they were up seven four. He said it was done, and now it's just as he predicted. Our game series. Yeah, I mean, you gotta you gotta straddle the fence, stretch. <laughs> oh no, <laughs> you know, there, there is no question about it. And hey, this is a guy that was a you know called himself a hell of a, a bronc rider at one time. So everything back in the day, stay right in the middle of it. Back in the day, big boy. Back in the day. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see what else is going on. So. Uh... We, we, we're, we've had a lot of conversation today, Stretch, and I know that this is close to, to, to you because you have a, a, a junior high kiddo that participates in, in football. But, man, we've got a lot of games being shuffled around, a lot of games being canceled, and uh, it, it's, 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 this has been a rough week. Well, it is. And, and now you're reading that, you know, the uh, Greg Sankey, the SEC commissioner, is coming out and making statements. He's going to find guys. If guys aren't handling their business right, doing things correctly you see i mean the nfl commissioner roger goodell is coming out and he's saying look here we've got we've got issues we've got teams practicing that shouldn't be practicing that should be quarantined and shut down and and, and guess what they're facing possibly being able to be absolutely shut off i mean (laughs) you know having to forfeit games 
because guys are practicing and doing things that they shouldn't be doing. So it's, uh, yeah, it's it, it's definitely a, a strange situation for sure. What, you you mentioned practicing. You got guys that with their facilities shut down, they're kind of uh, they're kind of doing an end around and, and finding places to go to to get some work in, and that's a no no. Yeah, big time. That, that, that's a no no. It, it's it's a no no with what's going on. Period. So I, I think that you're going to see guys. They're going to they're going to be. I was talking to a guy inside the league office today. I think we're going to see we're, we're going to see some different measures than we've seen before, and it, it, it could get scary as far as you know possibly shutting this thing down. Mm. Well, the, you you do have one tonight, and uh, in, uh, in Chicago, what are your, what are your uh, just a quick thought on on tonight's Thursday night football game? Well, I, you know, I look to Tom Brady to, to, to really go have a big game. I mean, Chicago is really good defensively, but I look to Tom Brady to have a big game. Now, whether Nick Foles can match him or not, it'll be – I think that'll be interesting to see. Uh, you know, in Chicago, does it matter? It's not – probably not cold enough right now to where it would – the weather would come into play. But I, I, I think we got a good Thursday night matchup. I think it'll be a good matchup, good TV matchup, and – and uh, you know both both teams three and one. It'll be interesting to see uh, to see how both of these teams who have you know they're going to be playing to their strengths. Tampa's offense uh, to uh, Chicago's defense. I think it'd be a good matchup. Stretch. I don't know if you've seen this uh, making the rounds, but about an hour ago, Ed Warder reported that Tyron Smith has had a setback and with his neck injury, and he's consulting some second opinions, but one of the considerations is maybe putting him on IR and it could even mean shutting him down for the year. Uh, if they're without him for an extended period of time, how do you think they kind of shuffle around that O-line? Well, you're going to have to, you're going to have to make some, you're going to have to, I mean, he's still, regardless guys, he's still one of the best players in the league. That'll be a big blow for the Cowboys if they have to do that. So that, you know, moving guys around is, is and they've done it so far this year, but I, you know, depending on what's going on with Looney, I could see him, you know, kicking Martin back out to tackle uh, Biotish at center, and then they're going to have to put one of those other guys in there, at, you know, one of those other swing tackles in. It kind of kind of goes hand-in-hand hand with what the Cowboys have going right now, which is, a, you know, it's a difficult situation. Stretch, we know you got a football game to go uh, be a part of. We appreciate the time. We'll talk to you in the morning at 10. Hey, man, appreciate you having me on, guys. Have a blessed day. See you later. That is Glenn Stretch-Smith, who uh, will uh, – Roll with me in the morning at 10 a.m. on game time right here on ESPN Central Texas. Let's talk some, continue talking some Cowboy football, uh, Stephen. The, the Cowboys and the New York Giants coming up on Sunday. And, uh, well, there was just – I don't know. I mean, did, I guess the bottom line for me is I thought it was just a dumb comment, uh, the Woods comment about not playing hard for 70 snaps. Mm-hmm. And now you got a little, you got a little dumpster fire going. And, and things like that – elevate and expand when you're uh, when you're not going well i mean he could say something like that if you're three and one or four and oh and, and no one pays any attention to it or they you know kind of dismiss it and you know but when you're one and three and talking about not playing hard uh it becomes a story and the last thing the cowboys need and mike mccarthy need is a negative they've got enough negativity they now you're adding on with this with this comment it's a stupid comment. I mean, it, it didn't come across well at all, obviously. And, yeah, you I, – listen, I get it. Guys, it's – some human nature is you, you 
take a break sometimes. And, yeah, I'm sure if you looked at a snap count and every single play from guys across the league, you'd see some of that. But to say it out loud is just crazy. And the Cowboys, I mean, you saw terrible effort on Sunday. You saw guys just completely giving up on plays. Mike McCarthy addressed that today, what what Wood said and kind of what it means for, for Dallas moving forward. Um, first of all, no, I did not have a conversation with them. Um, and, and as far as the quote, I was just you know, made, made aware of it. I, I think it's, I think it's a situation of um, trying to answer questions after a poor performance uh, is the way I would, would classify it. I, I don't think it's a statement that, you know, that, that can be laid up against every possible situation in football, and you know, as far as hypotheticals and things like that. So. Um, we, we've, we've addressed our performance uh, Sunday. It, it was poor. Uh, the, the, the coaching on pursuit and expectations is all in line with, with everybody's expe- expectations and understanding is as far as you know how you play this game. He just kind of dismissed it, didn't he? Uh, it's, yeah, it's guy said something. He was ticked off after the football game and just kind of said something. I, I mean, that's my take on that. Yeah, I mean, he essentially covered for him. He said it, it was – answering tough questions after a loss and i mean yeah there's really no great answer to that i guess he could have just said you know what yeah we didn't give the best effort in the world we got to give better effort there's no excuse for it um mccarthy i don't know if he addressed it with him he says he did and i don't know if he addressed it with him behind closed doors and if he did he's not telling us yeah he's not going to tell the media obviously um but basically no response there from mike mccarthy as far as what are they going to do with woods is he going to face any sort of repercussions for for what he said i know what i would repercussion him with uh the cowboys also have some injuries and mccarthy addressed how the uh how the uh, guys are coming along and how they're progressing well as, as far as the you know the, the practice plan for 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 all the guys on, on the injury on the injury list it's it's the same plan as yesterday you know layton's going to do a little more today because it's a it's a padded practice uh, but in, in defining a little more, it would be more in the individual drills, you know, so um, and we'll just see how that goes. You know, it's, that's the plan going in and uh, we'll see how he, if he progresses. If not, he'll stay stay uh, with Brett Brown in, in the rehab group. You know, uh, Stephen, they, they, they've got injuries all over the place. I, I know you've got the expanded rosters and in. in I, you know, I, I like to call it the old taxi squad. They've got, you know, but then they they really do in in a couple of spots. It's really a, you know just it's a bad situation, particularly in their linebacking core. I mean, they they're not very good there. Let's just be honest. And, and with injuries, they're really not very good there. No, and the thing that stood out to me was Vanderesh potentially getting back. I mean, he's apparently going through some contact stuff which is fascinating. Now, Leighton, I think, struggled last year, but certainly if they can get him back in there with Jalen Smith or maybe, honestly, if they uh, run Jalen Smith off the field and go with Van Der Esch and Joe Thomas, I think that's a better linebacking crew. I just don't see a scenario where you can play him anytime soon. He's coming off a broken collarbone, and kudos to him for working hard in the rehab process, but it's only been a few weeks. I I can't think he's going to be – um, on the field this Sunday against the Giants. You miss Van Der Esch on a couple of fronts. Number one, he's the best linebacker on the football team. Mm-hmm. A- and number two, he's a leader on the football team. So that that guy that kind of holds it, things together and the guy that goes and makes plays, he's, he's one and the same, and he's not available to you. No, he's not. And he's also the one making calls and, and 
um, you know, setting the offense, trying to diagnose it, all, all those different things. One clip, uh, one extra clip here that I, I found on the Van Der Esch front, Tom. Um, here's McCarthy talking about if Leighton could play potentially this Sunday against the Giants. Interesting to see. I mean, this is his first day in pads, so I mean, I mean, we have to get over this this hurdle first before we can even start thinking about that. So, you know, I, I think with the way he comes in tomorrow, uh, the way he feels during this, the work that he's he's going through will will be all part of that. Do you think it's possible that he plays as soon as this week, still, Mike? I'm just focusing on just getting him through his plan and, and making sure you know it's. I think it's like each and every week. You know, you. you the guys that are practicing and taking the reps, I mean, you never just work on 11. So uh, I'm, I'm not saying he's going to play this week. Um, but, you know, if he doesn't get through the first padded, you know, contest, uh, particularly individual drills, I, you know, it's, if he, you know, if he's not in team drills, it'll be hard for him. He'd be hard-pressed to play in a game. I'm, I'm with you, Stephen. I mean, that, that's, that is mind-boggling to think that he is going through contact drills in practice today. He broke his collarbone four weeks ago. I mean, it wasn't that long ago. And, I mean, McCarthy sort of shut it down. I mean, I can't imagine. So he's going to go through practice today. Um, then I assume they'll have a walkthrough tomorrow. Or maybe they'll go one more practice on Friday and have a walkthrough Saturday. I, I don't see any way where Leighton Van Der Esch plays this week. But maybe if he does well and progresses, he'll uh, he'll be there next week. It's, it's encouraging news, though. That seemed more like a, a six- to ten-week injury and – it appears that that Van Der Esch might be back sooner. Well, uh, and, and we'll get, we let's continue on talking about the Cowboys. Uh, we we know their defensive woes, and they're they're able to move the football, Stephen. I mean, mm -hmm. they they can. They've got the skill set to move the football. The one thing that they've had of late is they've had just it, they've they've turned the ball over way too much. And and Mike McCarthy addressed the turnover bug. Well, it's a fundamental. Um, it's, uh, you know, obviously every play that you don't take care of the football, whether it's it, it's turned over or not, it's, you know, it's broken down. It's, it's, it's part of our evaluation process. On Monday, it's actually shown again uh, to the team on Wednesday um, because it's part of our team fundamental, team fundamental emphasis segment that we do in our Wednesday uh, team meetings. So uh, there's there's coaching points and and at the end of the day, it's you know it comes down to emphasizing, you know, the ability to take care of the ball and the importance and, and some things that you may have to adjust in in your game um, to to make that happen. All right, uh, three fifty three. Those are the comments of uh, Cowboy head coach Mike McCarthy again. The Cowboys and the New York Giants says Jason Garrett comes back to AT and T Stadium for a uh, for a for a visit. I'm sure he's gonna run around town and say hello to everybody. <laughs> That's that's what you do when you come back to town. Yeah, really, but not in not in COVID nineteen. But sure, sure. Also, not the most loved guy in the world. But I'd imagine this is going to be. A, <laughs> Someone said this morning, doesn't eight and eight look pretty good right about uh, now? Yeah, <laughs> you, you you might take it right this minute. That would I'd probably win the NFC East by a couple games the way yep. that division's going. And I think that's going to be a breaking point. By the way, uh, Michael Brantley hit a two run homer, and it's the bottom of the fourth now. So A's are up three two on the Strohs, but Houston making a a comeback Alex Bregman uh, followed that homer up with a, a flare single so they got a runner on first and still nobody out as uh, Frankie Montez for the A's tries to find a way to to calm this down on the mound but the Strohs have found a little something here 
And uh, you can catch that game if you like on our sister station, Fox Sports Central Texas. That, of course, is 1590 AM and 99.3 FM. 3.55, five minutes away from 4 o'clock. We're glad you're with us. We'll uh, get to Campus Confidential. We'll talk some college football next on the Matt Mosley Show from ESPN Central Texas. Following an open date, Baylor football is back on the field Saturday, October 17th, hosting the Oklahoma State Cowboys. Brewer to throw. He's got Abner for a touchdown. Again this season, tune in to hear J.J. Joe, Ricky Thompson, and the State of Texas Co-Sportscaster of the Year, John Morris, for all the play-by-play of Baylor Big 12 football on the home of the Bears, ESPN Central Texas. My house has a new Now that football season is here and cooler weather is right around the corner, it's time to replace those old windows. When you call Universal Windows Direct, it's easy to schedule an in-home consultation where you can discuss your specific window needs with an expert team member. Universal's exclusive Unishield windows are sealed with Duralite, a non-metal spacer that has life expectancy five times that of other systems. Now offering 0% financing for 60 months, that's 0% financing for 60 months. Contact Universal Windows Direct for a free in-home estimate. UniversalWindowsCentralTexas.com or call 254-301-7760. That's 254-301-7760. I love my windows. They've got that brand new home effect. Universal Windows Direct. Close your eyes and imagine this with me. Two all-beef patties, American and Monterey Jack cheese, sizzling bacon, and the smooth, roasted heat of Hatch Green Chilies, all on a 5-inch bun. You hungry yet? Good news. You just don't have to imagine anymore. You could taste it yourself on the new Hatch Green Chili Bacon Burger at Whataburger. Make this flavorful fantasy a reality, but do it soon. You can only get this burger for a limited time. So get down to Whataburger and get your hands on this perfect burger while you still can. Stonewood Dental is your comfortable and remarkable home for a full spectrum of general dentistry starting at age six months. They feature a specialized treatment of TMJ pain known as biostetics, the highest degree of bite correction treatment that relieves patients of pain and gives them the smile of a lifetime. From simple fillings to full cosmetic reconstruction, Stonewood Dental also specializes in oral or IV sedation, implants, and wisdom teeth removal. They accept most insurance policies, including Medicaid and CHIPS at Stonewood Dental in Robinson. Good luck to the Midway Panthers as they continue their tradition of excellence this season. At Wilkerson Hatch Bailey, we also carry traditions. I'm Brooklyn Bailey. For 95 years, our family has been honored to serve families like yours by providing a range of funeral services and celebrations custom to your loved ones. From intimate memorials to large celebrations, we believe every life deserves to be honored in a way that brings peace to your family. Learn more at whbfamily.com. At CNC Collision Center, they handle any paint or body work job. In fact, they offer a lifetime warranty on any paint and body job they do. But that's not all they do. At CNC, they can take care of all auto repairs. If your AC is on the fritz, let one of the specialists take care of it so you can beat the Texas heat. Need new tires? CNC has what you need and can even install a Rhino bed liner in your pickup. So for all your automotive repair needs, go to CNC Collision Center, 5849 North Highway 6 in Spiegelville. 
business or a school or a team that needs to put their logo on something, then let the pros at Mallory Screen Printing and Embroidery do the job for you. They can customize your logo on t-shirts, caps, dress shirts, golf shirts, winter apparel, and more. Stickers for any occasion, banners and signs, large or small. See more at MalloryPrint.com or call 1-800-433-2220. For your next custom screen printing or embroidery, check out their full catalog at MalloryPrint.com. Local officials will offer COVID-19 surge testing in McLennan County through October 30th. 40,000 COVID-19 tests have been allocated for this effort. Testing dates and sites are listed online at covidwaco.com. Save time, pre-registration online, and print your completed registration form. You can print your form at any of the four Waco libraries or three community centers at no charge. Waco Transit will be providing free transit rides to or from testing sites. All sites open 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. Free COVID COVID-19 testing sites will be located throughout Waco until October 30th at the Waco Convention Center, McLennan Community College, Waco ISD Stadium, and the Syntax Chamber of Commerce. Please log on to covidwaco.com for exact dates of the free COVID-19 testing. You do not have to have symptoms to be tested. It will take just a few minutes for you to receive the easy nasal swab for the COVID-19 testing. Act today. Go to covidwaco.com. Be safe and be sure. Royal Pizza is a proud supporter of all area sports and academics, including Clifton Cubs football. Before the game Friday night, go to Royal Pizza for a pregame meal or after the game. They're open until midnight for home games. Royal Pizza is more than just pizza. Try their delicious wings with a choice of five different flavors or a healthy salad or maybe pasta or a sub. Or you can try one of their amazing pizzas. Royal Pizza has something for everyone. Royal Pizza Fit for a King, available for dine-in, pickup, or delivery. Go Cubs! My house has a new glow. I love my windows. Universal Windows Direct. Now that football season is here and cooler weather is right around the corner, it's time to replace those old windows. When you call Universal Windows Direct, it's easy to schedule an in-home consultation where you can discuss your specific window needs with an expert team member. Universal's exclusive Unishield windows are sealed with Duralite, a non-metal spacer that has life expectancy five times that of other systems. Now offering 0% financing for 60 months, that's 0% financing for 60 months. Contact Universal Windows Direct for a free in-home estimate. UniversalWindowsCentralTexas.com or call 254-301-7760. That's 254-301-7760. I love my windows. They've got that brand new home effect. Universal Windows Direct. KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco. This station is now the ultimate power in the universe. K265DV Temple. This is ESPN Central Texas. It's 4 o'clock, straight up and down in the heart of Texas. This is ESPN Central Texas. And the Matt Mosley Show presented by Central National Bank. Tom Barfield and Stephen Simcox in for uh, Matt this afternoon as we welcome into the program the uh, head football coach of the Waco Lions, Coach Kwame Cavill. Kwame, good afternoon. How are you, my friend? Good afternoon, man. Always a pleasure to have me on, man, and talk to you guys. Hey, so obviously we've uh, we've had a lot of conversations <laughs> over the last few months, and they're all in you know in, in about the positive positive things that are going on in the Waco football program but unfortunately a setback today for for the program yeah i mean no no just not for my my program because program wise we're 
we're doing fine. Uh, we're, we're handling and mitigating these circumstances just like anybody else is going through in the state of Texas. Uh, but just as a district-wise, it's a setback. Uh, and this is, <laughs> I mean, let's just get real here. I mean, we're talking about real life. Uh, I mean, uh, our president is uh, <laughs> dealing with this. So it's a countrywide, worldwide, that's why they call it a pandemic. So there's nothing to be alarmed at or say, oh, well, it's me. I'm a glass half full type of guy. And um, I would have loved to have played uh, uh, my JV today and and uh, all sports, uh, not only my JV football team, but we had tennis. We got, you know, we got a couple of people out there playing right now uh, as, far as, J, as far as JV tennis and um and golf, but uh, tomorrow when the stuff is when everything goes into effect, I mean we just can't do anything, and we have to wait this thing out, and we just have to flow like water, which is what we've been I've been preaching to my team, and take the shape that's in front of us, and and not crash, and just uh, handle the circumstances as they see as they come at us, and and allow it to make us stronger. And you, you, we were talking earlier today. Uh, yeah. There's a lot, of, and obviously this is sports, and sports is not the primary thing here. We we all recognize right. that. But the kids have put in the work, and you certainly yeah. feel bad for them. And so, what was your yeah. what was your message to your football team? Well, I mean, the thing is, I've been preaching this message since we came back in June. Uh, every day, we just try to win win the day. You know, with this with this uh, pandemic, when you're, I mean, everybody's going through a pandemic era, and it's uncertainty and unknown. So when you're going into something like that, you got to lean, uh, figuratively speaking, lean on each other and uh, uh, become closer as a unit, and just take every day as a win. Uh, and uh, just going one and know that day helps you. And uh, since I, because I've been talking to my team about it since since we came back and kind of they kind of laid, kind of laid out the expectations and and the circumstances that we're under and the protocols that we got to follow, this was a possibility. And it's nothing that we've done. It's nothing that no one else has done. It's just it's a virus, and it can't. It's not. No matter how much sanitizer and social distance and masks you want to do, uh, you have to you have to sit back and understand that this is what we're in. And you try to uh, get better every day at how you handle things and uh, get better at your uh, procedures and stuff like that. Not we have to. It's just it's what it is. It's out there. And um, we just have to handle it as it, as it comes for us. But thankfully, uh, uh, and, uh, that we have people, we have kids out there that are uh, not only just not, not athletes, but just students alone and people in general that are suffering uh, from this virus. And I pray for those guys that contact uh, can you have with your athletes during during this time while the, while the campus is shut down coach uh, i guess can you hop on zoom meetings that type of thing while while they're doing remote learning yeah it's gonna be you gotta have it just as, as just as if you would before we came back into the season as far as uh going strictly into remote learning uh, uil hasn't uh, restricted us from doing that and that's where we go i mean now you can't you can't go overboard with it. I mean, because these kids have to go to school. They got to do other things. But you do have to just handle it. Uh, give them, give them a time for, give, give specific time for those guys to check in and get some learning done, and then uh, get off and let them get back to their, their regular schedule. Pro 
we'll meet with those guys uh, like we would meet with them every day uh, in person. We just would do it virtually. And we have some virtual components to our stuff anyway because we have how the district is made up. So uh, we'll handle it as if they were coming to class uh, as for a period, and we'll get some learning done. And then um, we'll do it again until we uh, uh, come back in person. Kwame, is there any conversation yet? I know it's early, but any conversation about uh, possibly rescheduling this game with Colleen? No, uh, it's a preseason game. Uh, uh, no reason to do that uh, in the sense that we got we got a week off, a bye week, and then we got Duncanville. So uh, and we would have that, even though we're off these. Uh, uh, off for these days uh, with this shutdown, we would have had to buy a week after this Friday anyway. So, uh, kind of, <laughs> I wouldn't say it works out, but we just kind of got lucky in that sense, uh, knowing that we don't have we not, we wouldn't have a game to prepare for this next week anyway, because we had a bye week, and that kind of schedule is such because I knew how this how the season was shaping up as far as how our district laid out with the teams that were in front of us. I wanted to have three good preseason games versus three quality opponents. Bear my naked soul, bear our naked soul in front of us so we can know what we have to work on and have a chance to either re- to regroup, you know, get people healthy and uh, refocus our team before we go into our gauntlet of a schedule rest of the year. Hey, no, it's a, a busy time for you as you uh, get ready to uh, to shut things down for uh, for a few days. We appreciate the time. I know we did this on the fly, and we appreciate you popping on and talking with us. I appreciate the TV. All right, we'll holler at you later. That's Kwame Cavill, the head coach of the uh, Waco Lions. Uh, again, uh, Stephen, uh, we, we heard initially it was university, then both university high school and Waco high school, and and uh, that's unfortunate that uh, – that those kids will not get that opportunity this weekend anyway. But hopefully for in Waco High situation, they ha- they do have an open date. Uh, ironically, so does Midway. They're in the same district. And uh, so there will be an open date next week before district competition will uh, will get underway in, in, in two weeks. So Yeah, the timing I mean, from an athletic standpoint works out pretty well. Obviously, you know, some people are affected by this, and that's um, not ideal. And we hope everyone that has it recovers. But – uh, you know, smart decision by going to the remote learning. Hopefully that takes care of this specific outbreak and they can get back to normal activities. Um, but thanks for to Coach for hopping on. And, yeah, unfortunately they're not going to play clean, but at least it's not going to affect, at least as of now, a district contest. Now, Correa just hit a home run, and that, uh, that three-run bomb, I think, is probably about three or four minutes away from landing. I mean, he hit it three miles, and – uh, it's a five-run inning for the Astros, and they turn a they turn a deficit into a lead. And Astros lead it over the Oakland Athletics uh, this afternoon in uh, in in Los Angeles at Dodger Stadium. So we'll keep you posted on that game as well. Four ten, ten minutes after four o'clock, and let's get to our campus confidential. Uh, yeah, we just got some breaking news um, in my email inbox from Baylor Athletics. Uh, Taylor Bryan says Baylor will halt all football-related activities. Um, As a precautionary measure, this is a statement from Baylor that just got sent to us. Baylor Athletics has suspended all football-related activities to allow further evaluation of recent positive tests and the completion of close contact tracing. Um, And a quote from Mac Rhodes says, at this time, in the interest of our student-athletes, coaches, and staff, we've temporarily suspended all football-related activities. The health and wellness will always be our top priority. We're taking all possible precautions and our focus 
remains playing the scheduled game with Oklahoma State on October 17th. So it's a bye week for Baylor. It um, is. They're not playing on Saturday. They're going to suspend activities. They've obviously had some positive tests. They're going to evaluate, I guess, who's available and who's not. And they're still planning on playing Oklahoma State, which is a 630 kickoff on October 17th as of right now. Um, d- does not say what the timeline is going to be here as far as getting back to work, but I would think they, you know, obviously want to get back to work early next week if at all possible. So Baylor shutting down uh, football activities for right now. And, and with the open week and doing it now, uh, they they have the opportunity, Stephen, to get out ahead of this a little bit if there is some, uh, you know, a situation where they have multiple players so and again we have no information other than what we just passed along to you and we just got that a couple of minutes ago so uh we'll we'll uh stay on top of that for you keep you posted and and uh, keep you up to date on what is going on there but uh, all all activities all football related activities uh at baylor university have been suspended as of as of right now correct well they are still planning on playing that game next saturday so we'll, we'll see where they go uh, they're going to evaluate the positive, the last round of positive tests they got, though, and and kind of see who they need to, uh, I guess, sit out and isolate for the time being. Um, Tom, you mentioned a game you're excited about this Saturday is Old Miss in Alabama. Yeah, for one reason, one reason only. Uh, it's uh, Saban and Kiffin. I mean, yeah. uh, come on, we all know who's going to win that football game. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, but <laughs> Kiffin's kind of been needling, and I, th- you know, and I was curious on Monday whether he would, and I. My comments on Monday was, I would like to be one of those guys with a camera, you know, the the high the 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 high powered lens camera, when those two meet at midfield in pregame while the punters and kickers are doing their thing, and just you know like to see what the what the, what the facial expressions are. Maybe have a, a high powered microphone to see what the the conversation is, the greeting from both Nick Saban and from Lane Kiffin. So uh, you know, just. I'm kind of curious. I mean, that, that's that's what's intriguing about that football game, and that's about all that's intriguing about that football game. And uh, Lane Kiffin has been talking. This is some audio from the Dan Patrick show where he was asked about that relationship with Nick Saban. And you can hear the Dan Patrick show on Fox Sports Central Texas, by the way, one of our sister stations. But here's his thoughts on, uh, on Nick Saban and, and kind of their back and forth that they've had through the years. What do you tell your uh, your players about uh, Nick Saban in Alabama? I would just talk to them about, you know, that, you know, this is the you know, best team in the country, probably coach's best team he's ever had, you know, with no holes in it. So you got to play perfect. you got to prepare really well um, and do everything right in order to have a chance to win. Last time you corresponded with him, you text him? Uh, he doesn't text, so that, that doesn't work. Um <laughs> He I told me he just got email, Lane. There's no way he's doing that. <laughs> well, somebody somebody is doing it for him, but he said due to COVID, he decided he was going to get email. He just got email. Wow. <laughs> what, <that> Twitter? <laughs> when's the last time you talked to him? Uh, we were um, at an SEC before COVID. We were at a head coach's meeting um, for the SEC um, and, and talked to him there. But you, you're going against Alabama, but you're going against Nick Saban, right? Well, <laughs> I don't play, and he doesn't play, so um, we, we'd we'd have better chances if that was the case. I think. I, think, <laughs> I don't think he can cover me. He's got. He's got a bad well, I don't know. He's a former defensive back, so he might be able to cover you. Yeah, he's in his. He's in his like. <laughs>
I was told that I'm, I'm really worried about Coach. You know, he's elderly now. You know. So oh no. So he's elderly now, Tom. That's what he said. He could not. He could not guard Lane Kiffin if they're on the field. Here's uh Here's Nick Saban responding to that at his press conference yesterday. Hey, Coach, uh, we've seen Lane Kiffin kind of poke fun at you a few times. Today he was asked about the Saban versus Kiffin matchup. He said, we're not playing, but if we did, he couldn't cover me. I'm worried about him because he's elderly. Would you like to respond to that? No, I think he's probably right. I wouldn't disagree with him. Um, you know, I, I guess what I would ask is when he's my age, what's he going to be like? Man, I, I don't know. I mean, it's a little bit of a um, – you know, disadvantage to be, you know, my age and have had a hip replacement. But, you know, I still pride myself in my ability to cover. I just don't think I could cover him. All right. Thank you. So Nick Saban admits he probably could not cover uh, Lane Kiffin now, Tom. No, but I bet he could play fullback. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you make of that? And then I'll tell you what my thoughts are. Well, I mean, listen, I, I think these are two completely different people. Oh, and no question. Lane Kiffin thrives on being an instigator. He wants to stir stuff up. He's also just having some fun. He's trying to be funny. There you go. And if he somehow gets in Coach Saban's head at all, which I don't think he will, but if there's any chance that he does, then that's an advantage for him because obviously they're the huge underdog playing he, Alabama. He's just poking the bear. That's all he's doing, right? I mean, he's just having some fun. I, I honestly believe that if you, if you got right down to the brass tacks, I think Lane Kiffin has high regard, high respect for, oh, yeah. uh, for Nick Saban. I mean, come on. But he is just having a little fun. And, and it, aren't we supposed to have fun with sports? I mean, isn't that, we've got enough stress and strain and, and there's enough things going on in our world that uh, that we could take serious. This shouldn't be one of them. I mean, have some fun with it. And that's exactly what they're doing. Now, on Saturday, make no mistake about it, they're both gonna they're both gonna coach their tails off and, and, and Kiffin would love to have his football team in a position in the fourth quarter to win the game. Don't think it's gonna happen, but I mean that's obviously the goal. But and I guarantee you Alabama's gonna go do or gonna try to do what they what they do just week in and week out and do their thing and but right now this week why not have a little fun with it you have to uh yeah they're they got nothing to lose they're playing with house money if old miss ends up having a shot in that game that's a big win for them and uh yeah and he has high regard for nick and i think nick behind closed doors would say he has respect for lane kiffin too because even though he's a goofy guy he hired him he's hired him and he's done uh, a nice he did a nice job at fau and that's what got him this job in Oxford now. I make no mistake about it. I mean, and that was a you know initially everybody kind of scratched their head and went Nick Saban's hiring Lane Kiffin, but he certainly did. He had he had something in mind, and Lane Kiffin came in and and did the job that uh, that he wanted to do. It's four seventeen. That is a campus confidential here on this uh, Thursday afternoon. This is. This is the Matt Mosley Show. Tom Barfield and Stephen Simcox in for Matt Mosley. The Matt Mosley Show brought to you in part by our friends at Central National Bank. There's a reason customers drive from all over Texas to buy a Ram pickup truck from Cameron Autoplex, where they say it's always cheaper in Cameron. This is the Fox 44 weather update. I'm meteorologist Emily Kay. It's going to be a mild night across Central Texas with lows reaching the upper 50s and lower 60s with mostly clear skies and winds coming in from the east about 5 to 10 miles per hour. Thursday will start off with temperatures in the lower 60s. Highs will be in the mid to upper 80s in the afternoon with mostly sunny skies. 
Friday will be slightly cooler with highs around 80 degrees with partly cloudy skies. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 5.30 and 9 for your forecast first. Plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. Hey, let's take a minute and talk about the fine folks over at the Baylor Club. They have uh, opened up the walls to the main club level to ensure their members are comfortable and socially distant. And at the Baylor Club, guests can enjoy a uh, panoramic view of the campus. They can also take a, a view of the of the Brazos River as well as downtown Waco. And now that uh, now they're back to their pre-COVID regular hours, which features breakfast and lunch on Mondays. They uh, they Man, they encourage you to check them out for private events. You got a you got a big event coming up. Maybe you got a, a wedding or a wedding reception or something like that. Hey, they are the place to have your uh, to have your event where you can socially distance and uh, and 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 still have a, a great event. And you can socially distance office meetings as well, family celebrations, holiday parties, whatever the case may be. And you know what? We're not that far away from holiday parties. I mean, you've got to, you got all your Christmas parties, company Christmas parties. They'll be coming up before you know it. We're talking about Christmas in October, but that's that's truly, I mean, and you better get it, you know, better figure out what you're going to do and where you're going to do it. So, uh, you know, and they continually, uh, uh, they the, the members and the guests really feel safe, and they're constantly talking about how safe they feel at the Baylor Club when it comes to social distancing and those type of things. They uh, Don't forget about Club Eats. That's available Tuesday through Friday where you can pick it up curbside between 2 and 4 and it feeds up to 6 people. Includes salad, bread, sides, and an entree plus optional dessert as well. And, of course, they uh, got a lot of great events coming up in the month of October. So check them out. It is the Baylor Club. And uh, you can you can give them a call at 254-710-8080. That's 254-710-8080. Or, uh, or go online and check them out as well. It's the Baylor Club, your home away from home. Myatt Fuels should be your first and local choice for high-quality fuel and lubricant. They are Central Texas-owned and operated independent distribution and bulk delivery company. You call, they haul. They deliver on-road diesel, off-road, farm diesel, gasoline, and non-ethanol gasoline. Known for the great pricing and quickest delivery, call Nick, the owner, for all your gasoline delivery needs at 675-8107. That's Myatt Fuels. Call Nick at 675-8107 or look for Myatt Fuels on Facebook. At Marineland Boating Center, we believe in families, fishing, and everyone who enjoys being on the water. That's why Marineland is home to Alumacraft, boats designed and built by generations of fishing enthusiasts for fishing enthusiasts. For over 70 years, Alumacraft has been providing durability and innovation. Whether it's time for water sports or the perfect catch, we've got an Alumacraft model to fit your style and budget. Marineland Boating Center, I-35 at Loop 340 South, or visit MarinelandWacoYamaha.com. Hey, it's Matt Mosley. Matt Mosley's show is Stephen Simcox. If you thought about buying your first home and you weren't sure where to start or if you qualify, NeighborWorks Waco has been assisting Central Texans in the home buying process for the past 27 years and they're ready to assist you. Not enough money for down payment or low credit score? NeighborWorks Waco has programs that help you improve your credit score and they help you get the best loan with the least out-of-pocket expense. Plus, they make sure you know just what to look for in selecting the perfect home for you and your family. Call 254-752-1647 or visit the website at nw 
www.waco.org to get started. NeighborWorks Waco currently operating with social distancing protocol in place so you can access your programs knowing your safety is their highest priority. NeighborWorks Waco is your trusted source for home ownership the right way. Plus, NeighborWorks Waco supports Coach Dave Aranda in Baylor Athletics all the way. Sick'em, Bears. Southwest Sports Medicine and Orthopedics, the team physicians for Baylor Athletics, specialize in the diagnosis and treatment of any and all sport-related injuries. Celebrating over a decade of service to Central Texas, they tackle all surgical and non-surgical problems that arise from an active lifestyle. Trust the doctors that Baylor trusts. And when injuries sideline you, don't wait for Monday. Join us at 8.30 a.m. on Saturday mornings for our post-game injury evaluation clinic. Southwest Sports Medicine and Orthopedics, we get you back in the game. Experience the homemade food and unique atmosphere that everyone is talking about at Fox's Treats and Eats. This 1950s-style diner serves one-of-a-kind sandwiches on their homemade bread, salads, soups, pies, cakes, and cookies, all made fresh daily. Enjoy Fox's Treats and Eats malts, shakes, floats, and sundaes while enjoying music from the 50s. Fox's Treats and Eats, adjacent to the Cedar Chest Antique Mall, Highway 84 near McGregor. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Garrett Ross with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update. Brought to you by McAdams and Sons Roofing. Check them out online at McAdamsRoofing.com. Waco High becomes the latest Central Texas school forced to cancel football games this week due to rising COVID numbers within the school district. The Lions were scheduled to play Colleen on Friday, and as of now, this has no impact on district play. Cowboys head coach Mike McCarthy met with the media this morning, and one of the things he addressed was the issue with turnovers this season. Well, it's a fundamental, and at the end of the day, it's you know it comes down to emphasizing the ability to take care of the ball and the importance and, and some things that you may have to adjust in, in your game to, to make that happen. The Houston Cougars will finally get their 2020 season underway tonight as they host Tulane. Kickoff is set for 6.30 p.m. and can be seen on ESPN. Two local high school football teams will be in action tonight as Grosbeck hosts number four Malakoff and Colleen Ellison takes on L.D. Bell. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Four twenty-four. This is ESPN Central Texas. Tom Barfield and Stephen Simcox. Glad to have you with us. Texas Oklahoma coming up Saturday, eleven a.m. kick from the Cotton Bowl in Fair Park, and we're joined now by Ryan Aber from the Oklahoma. Hey, Ryan, let's talk Oklahoma offense a little bit. Uh, the Sooners' running game. Is it time to maybe turn loose uh, the, the quarterback Rattler and let him let him get loose a little bit in the running game? Oh, I'm I'm not sure how much more they want to do about that, especially with uh, what they've got behind him, and, and you certainly don't want to put him in a position to get hurt. Now, you know, last week against Iowa State, we saw some good things with Spencer Rattler moving around in the pocket and uh, making some plays happen with his feet. But really, what they've got to do in the, to get the running game going is to block better, because this offensive line has has been together for a long time. They've played. Uh, some good football, but they're just not doing that this year. And, you know, I thought we saw against the Cyclones uh, that T.J. Pledger and, and Seth McGowan can be good players when you can get the, in the ball in space, but they haven't had uh, much room to work at all through the early part of the season, and that's got to change, I think, before anything else changes with this offense. Are you surprised the defense hasn't taken more of a step forward under Alex Grinch, or I guess just how would you kind of assess their performance through a couple games? 
Yeah, absolutely. I'm surprised. And I'm actually uh, writing about this right now for, for tomorrow's Oklahoma. And, that, uh, you know, this defense it took some steps forward last year and looked like they were ready to start really making a breakthrough. Um, and, yes, they lost uh, a lot of their really productive players from last year. So I'm not so sure we should have expected some big uh, leap from them. But it's been really disappointing, and, and the players that are the most disappointing so far are guys that have played a ton of football, guys like Pat Fields and, and Brendan Radley-Hiles in, in the defensive backfield, Trey Brown, uh, those kind of guys. And uh, uh, you wonder if it's not time for them to give some of those young players that Alex Grinch has recruited and, uh, and, and brought aboard as he's focused on more height back there, more speed back there. Uh, even if you're not 100% comfortable they're ready, uh, maybe it's the time to, to peel the Band-Aid off and, and give those guys a shot. You mentioned the, the back end, and that's uh, obviously one of Texas's strengths is quarterback play and senior quarterback Sam Ellinger with, uh, with 14 touchdown passes. Is that one of the keys then in this football game? Oh, yeah, no doubt about it. I mean, OU's got to find a way to, one, uh, on, on the help out their secondary with the front end and the pass rush. And they got after Brock Purdy a fair amount last week, except for uh, they didn't bring him down until the re- really the end of the game. And, and Purdy was able to make some plays to, to, to burn those secondary guys. But those guys have to play better. I mean, we've seen better out of Pat Fields, out of uh, Brendan Radley-Hiles, Trey Brown, and on and on and on, uh, we just haven't seen it this year. And what made OU's defense, I thought, uh, effective last year when they were is their ability to absolutely take number one receivers out of the game with Parnell Motley. And uh, we haven't seen that this year. We, you know, Instead, we've seen the opposite, that uh, top receivers are able to run wild against the Sooners. Who do you think this game is more important for? It's kind of a weird year for this rivalry uh oklahoma staring two straight losses in the face three if they lose or or is it texas coming off a a loss to tcu well i i think it's texas just because of where the programs are i mean uh you know after all the talk about texas being back a couple years ago when they made the big 12 title game and uh performed well in the bowl they haven't taken the next step forward and, and have regressed so uh and i think it's more important for texas because Lincoln Riley has the track record. I don't think there's anybody that uh, doubts that he can get uh, the Sooners turned around again, even if they have a really rough season. But with Tom Herman, you start to wonder if you lose this game, you know, just what direction this program is headed in. So it's important for both sides. There's no doubt about that. More important this week than, than ever before in this rivalry uh, outside of the championship implications, which are, are often on the line here. But, uh, you know, both these teams need to win, but I think Texas needs it just a little bit more. Right. We've talked a million times about Oklahoma winning streaks, but as, as, uh, as we just mentioned, uh, you, you rarely talk about uh, an Oklahoma losing streak, and, I, and I'm, I'm assuming that that is just driving people in Norman nuts right now. Oh, yeah, no doubt about it. I mean, the last time OU had a losing streak in the regular season – uh, was was 1999 Bob Stoops' first year, and uh, you know they they haven't lost two consecutive regular season games since then. So there is a, a lot of anxiousness and, and wonder about 
what direction this program is heading, what direction the season is heading. But uh, they've been close in, in really both these games to breaking through. And, you know, if they're sitting here 3-0, and having beat these two teams, then, yes, there's a lot of concerns. But, you know, the sky isn't falling. But when you lose games, especially to, to Kansas State and Iowa State, two programs that, while good and in good positions and, and with great coaches, you know, OU fans don't believe they should ever uh, lose to anybody who's not a college football blue blood. And uh, it, it certainly caused some heartburn here in Norman. So I know it's still – they don't have a lot of margin of error, Ryan, with, with the two losses. But can they take solace in the fact that as um, kind of topsy-turvy the Big 12 has been so far and inconsistent, there's still a path here for a Big 12 title game if they, if they can right the ship? Yeah, certainly if they can win out, there's a, a good shot that they would make the Big 12 title game. Uh, you know, Obviously, you need at least uh, a, a touch of help, but not very much at all to make that happen. So um, they're saying a lot of the similar things that we've seen them say in past years when they lose, lose games, which is everything's in front of them. You know, obviously, a, a, a playoff berth is, is probably out of reach at this point. Um, we'll see how that plays out, but uh, but yeah, there's there's still things for this team to play for. Now, if you lose on Saturday, though, uh, a lot of that stuff goes out the window. We, we mentioned uh, Spencer, a redshirt freshman. What has the development uh, at that quarterback position been like for him this year? Well, I, I think uh, he's been fantastic, and and you can uh, break down a lot of the stuff that's happened and 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 put some of this blame on him, especially with the. Uh, late game interceptions that he's thrown, but uh, you know, for all the problems that Oklahoma has had in these two games, Spencer Rattler has not been one of them. They wouldn't be in the position they are without him. I mean, he's thrown for almost a thousand yards, ten touchdowns, has had the four interceptions uh, through the early part of the season, but he's been as advertised. I think the thing for uh, people following OU and, and specifically OU fans. They need to realize that there's going to be some growing pains with a redshirt freshman quarterback, and these are the things that you see. They've had polished quarterbacks here for really uh, five years, you know, going back to, to Baker Mayfield and then on to Kyler Murray and Jalen Hurts. All of those guys went through that growing process somewhere else, came to OU, and then were, especially in Baker's case, wasn't uh, the finished product when he set, set on the field as a Sooner but he had learned a lot of those lessons that Spencer Rattler is learning right now. Ryan, uh, not to throw you too much for a loop, but I did want to ask you about a local guy, Tanner Mordecai. Um, I know Rattler really seemed to have this job wrapped up kind of early in the off season. And we always see players transfer. Uh, I know you guys probably don't get to talk to the backup quarterback a lot, but it, wh where do you think Tanner goes from here? Now that Rattler appears to at least have the job at the moment. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. I, you know, I, I think they they like Tanner uh, Mordecai and, and what he can do, but he, he's not Spencer Rattler, and, and you see that with the arm strength. You see that with the, you know, really everything that, that Rattler does uh, through the first three games of the season so far. But I, I think Tanner Mordecai can certainly be an effective quarterback. It's going to come down to, you know, does he want to try to – see what happens at OU and we've seen so often when uh, guys stick around that that they can be rewarded for that in some ways uh, but also you certainly wouldn't begrudge him if he decides especially with Caleb Williams another five-star kid 
uh, coming in next year um, if he decides it's better off for it's better off for him to go play somewhere else, especially with the the time uh, that he's put in and the the eligibility that he has left. Because uh, you know if he works it right, he can graduate and still have a couple of years to go play somewhere. Hey, Ryan, we appreciate the time. Uh, look forward to the game on Saturday, 11 o'clock kick, Texas and Oklahoma. Hey, and we appreciate you being on the program with us today. Absolutely. Thank you all for having me on, as always. Hey, that's uh, Ryan Abert from the Oklahoman, and uh, we uh, roll along here. And he was talking about the, the redshirt freshman, Spencer Rattler. Stephen, when you play a redshirt freshman, obviously he's not, he's not that polished player that, uh, you know, and, and he – that, that you would like, but you can, you can win with, with that red shirt freshman because he is such a talented football player, but you, the other aspects of the game have got to be there in, this is a guy that's been sacked eight times already. So, I mean, it's not like he's getting picture perfect pocket protection uh, when he's, when he's back to pass. And I know he's thrown four picks and he's thrown some, some interceptions at some very inopportune times. But again, uh, through the first, uh, three ball games he's uh he's he's been sacked eight times and there's no telling how many other times he's been hurried and, and, and contacted well and that's you know something I feel like we've overlooked with Oklahoma's offense the last few years is yes the quarterback play has been outstanding but part of the reason why it's been outstanding is because they have a really good offensive line and, and normally always do yeah and they also have had experienced wide receivers they have talented wide receivers now they don't have experienced guys and I think they miss Kennedy Brooks a ton who opted out before the season um, you, you talked about the struggles in the run game. A big part of that's those guys up front, but maybe there's more of a running game or at least more of a threat of running game if Brooks is still there. So I uh, just thought Rattler might help him, you know, with some design boots. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying you run him 20 times a game, but move the pocket, move the pocket a little bit chance, and, yeah. Yeah, and give him an opportunity. I mean, he, he's he's carried the ball 21 times, so there probably scrambles. Uh, for just 16 yards, but maybe some design boots, uh, a little option game, something just to, something to utilize the, his athletic ability uh, besides in the passing game. But uh, boy, he was clear to point out that there's he didn't want they don't want to go any they don't want to go behind him any. So what does that say about their backup quarterback play? Well, and and Rattler's also a little bit more of a true pocket guy than than Murray and, and Mayfield were. Mm-hmm. So we'll be curious to see what adjustments they make and. I mean, it's a huge game for Texas, and I totally understand what everybody's saying about it being more important for them, but losing three in a row would that's, be crazy. That's my point. I, I said the same thing this morning on game time. I said, you know, when you – around there, you don't drop three in a row. I mean, it's just unheard of. I think you have to go back to 98. He mentioned the 99 season, which was Coach Stoops' first year there. They dropped two in a row. But I think you have to go back to the year before under Coach John Blake where they may have lost four in a row. So, I mean, that you're talking 1998, man. So, it doesn't happen with a lot of frequency. Now, the winning streaks happen with frequency, yes. but the losing streaks do not. And so, man, in Oklahoma City and in Norman, it's probably, you know, he, he's right. They're, they're, they're a little aggravated Sooner fans right now. And before we go to break, uh, Astros are opening this thing up here Woo-hoo. in L.A. They're now up 7-4. to four. Michael Brantley hit a solo home run to lead off the bottom of the fifth inning. And the Astros have had a couple hits in a row. Um, looks like Yuli Gurriel just hit into a double play, though. So, runner on first, two outs. Astros up 7-4.
In the bottom of the fifth inning, Mike Miner now on the hill for the A's. Mike Miner, the former Ranger, former so Ranger. He, he'll put out the fire. Uh, the uh, and that's seven in a row, by the way, for the Astros. They were down what four to nothing in this ball game, and they have reeled off seven straight to uh, to take a seven four advantage. All right, it's a four thirty nine twenty one away from from uh, five o'clock. This is the Matt Mosley Show. Tom Barfield and Stephen Simcox, and we continue with more in just a moment. This high school football coaches show with McGregor head coach Mike Shields is brought to you by Benchmark Mortgage, Haskell Insurance and Real Estate, TFNB, your bank for life, and Star Text Propane. A tough loss to Academy on Friday. After you looked at the tape and just kind of talked with your team, um, how can you close better in games moving forward? Yeah, I mean, we've, we've got to, uh, you know, both aspects. Offense got us a first down. Unfortunately, we need to run more to be able to run out the clock. And then obviously our pass defense, we've got to get a little better. And we put in some schemes to help the guys back in the secondary. But they've got it. We're in man. we we got to watch our man and, and try not to peek back in the backfield and see what the quarterback's doing. Looking ahead to this week, uh, how do you slow down Zach Herbacek, Coach? Man, I don't know if you can. No, Nobody has. Uh, we're going to do our best. And, and, and we're we're proud of our D-line and our, our defensive front seven, you know, against the run. So it's going to be a real test for them. I just hope we can uh, we can play our gaps and, and make tackles and keep him corralled because, man, he gets through that first line, there's nobody to catch him. And I know he's also done some, some special things on special teams, returning kicks. How important is that this week, not just with him, but when you're playing an explosive offense, not to – give up points in, in that area of the game close games like we've had this past two weeks and it, it looks like they've had you know special teams might be your deciding factor so you really gotta be smart try to keep the ball away from him and then hopefully a couple things will go our way espn central texas when shopping for a home mortgage, Benchmark Mortgage, Waco, Central Texas is ready to bring you home. Offering conventional VA, FHA, and USDA loan products for purchase and refinance transactions. Our team is committed to providing a first-class experience and united by the Benchmark core values. Success, relationship, dynamic, excellence, and positive attitude. We provide certainty in uncertain times. Benchmark Mortgage, Waco, Central Texas. Locally owned and operated by Adam Goldenberg. And MLS number 746474. With 20 years experience, visit adamgoldenberg.benchmark.us. TFNB Your Bank for Life supports high school football in Central Texas. Find out why more Central Texans are making TFNB their bank for life. Sign up for our Edge checking and savings accounts and earn interest, cash back, or free digital downloads. With five locations, managing your money has never been easier. And check out the new bear statues at our downtown Waco location across I-35 from Baylor. TFNB Your Bank for Life. Member FDIC. Pascal Insurance and Real Estate is a full-service independent insurance agency and real estate company. They write all policies from commercial to auto and home. Pascal Insurance and Real Estate represents multiple companies, including Safeco, Travelers, Allstate, Progressive, Central, and Hoheim Prairie. Their real estate experts specialize in residential, commercial, and farm and ranch properties. Stop by and check them out, 401 South Madison in McGregor, or learn more at psrealtors.com. It's football season, and the holidays are just around the corner. Since most of us are tailgating and celebrating at home this year, you may consider getting that outdoor grill or even a full outdoor kitchen this year. 
Come visit StarTex Propane Showrooms where they carry a full line of outdoor propane grills, kitchens, and even turkey fryers. They can even help with professional installation with trained service techs who follow all COVID guidelines. Check them out at StarTexPropane.com or on Facebook. StarTex Propane. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Garrett Ross with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update. Brought to you by McAdams and Sons Roofing. Check them out online at McAdamsRoofing.com. Waco High becomes the latest Central Texas school forced to cancel football games this week due to rising COVID numbers within the school district. The Lions were scheduled to play Colleen on Friday, and as of now, this has no impact on district play. Cowboys head coach Mike McCarthy met with the media this morning, and one of the things he addressed was the issue with turnovers this season. Well, it's a fundamental, and at the end of the day, it's you know it comes down to emphasizing the ability to take care of the ball and the importance and, and some things that you may have to adjust in, in your game to, to make that happen. The Houston Cougars will finally get their 2020 season underway tonight as they host Tulane. Kickoff is set for 6.30 p.m. It can be seen on ESPN. Two local high school football teams will be in action tonight as Grosbeck hosts number four Malakoff and Colleen Ellison takes on L.D. Bell. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Welcome back to the Matt Mosley Show. Steven Simcox here with you. Tom Barfield alongside me today. Astros up 7-4 on the Oakland A's in the bottom of the fifth inning. They got runners on first and second. And the Braves uh, defeated the Marlins 7-0. So, Tom, they swept that series and they're headed to the uh, NLCS. Yeah, there you go. And uh, the uh, Astros are one win away from doing the same. The Dodgers are went away tonight from doing the same. So, Good luck to Max Muncy and the Los Angeles Dodgers as they play uh, up in Arlington. Mm -hmm. So We've been talking a lot of high school football today. We've been discussing uh, some postponements, some cancellations due to COVID-19 outbreaks at various schools. And earlier, we got to catch up with uh, Mart head coach Kevin Hoffman. His game, his team's game against Bremont has been moved to November 6th after Bremont had to uh, go to remote learning due to some COVID issues. And he discussed that, how they might handle this in a playoff situation and more earlier today on Unnecessary Roughness. Mart, Bremont, big game. It was circled on the calendar. Everyone, including myself, very excited about that game. Uh, we find out ye late yesterday that it's uh, it's been postponed due to COVID on the, the Bremont side. Uh, how is it, first of all, how is it just kind of having to deliver that message to your team and your players that have been pumped up and geared up for this game that they thought was going to take place on Friday night? Well, it's just, uh, it's been another one of those uh, roller coaster uh, deals of emotion that we've been dealing with since, you know, March. Uh, you know, I, I, I've tried to tell these kids that, that, that you know, you got to adjust and adapt and overcome to any situation and, and, uh, you got to, uh, take things as they come. And this is just another one of those deals. And I, I've been telling them since the beginning of the season, you know, that you never know when, when these things are going to happen. And, and I told them it wasn't if it's going to happen, but when it's going to happen. And and uh, now it's here. I, I'm glad it's it's not within our team uh, or our program. But I feel uh, for those people in Bremont at what they're going through. Uh, I know it's a difficult time there, and uh, we're we here at Martyr are praying for them and thinking about them, and and hope nothing but the best for uh, Coach Kosowski and the Bremont Tigers and their whole program and community. Coach, what's your status as far as trying to find a replacement game? Is that still um, being worked on, or is it too late now in the game for a 
for a game this weekend. Yeah, now it's too late. I, I had two. I had two options uh, that I I started working on last night. As soon as I found out that uh, our game was going to be postponed, and I I just wanted to play, so I had two options, and I set a deadline. Uh, you know, for eleven o'clock this morning, that if we didn't if we didn't get something worked out by eleven, uh, that uh, you know, it was going to be too late. So uh, both of those things, we went right up to the last minute. And uh, both of those things kind of fell through, uh, which, you know, is understandable at this late of date and time and having to play some teams that are pretty far off and trying to figure out where you might can play. Uh, but those things kind of fell through. So uh, we're just going to take another uh, Friday off. Coach, uh, I was going to ask you, how do you go about trying to stay on schedule with your players and your coaching staff? I know not playing the game certainly has something to do with that, but do you go back to just a normal Saturday morning or do you take a little time off before you get back into it next week? Yeah, well, you know, there's a there's a fine line between, uh, you know, what you, what you end up doing. Uh, you know, today uh, we already had our athletic period with the kids today, so I explained the situation to them. But we went through our final uh, run-through uh, as if we were going to play Bremont tomorrow. So, uh, you know, we, we went through and did all of our things that we normally do the day before a game uh, to prep for that. There just is no game. Uh, so with there being no game, typically Saturday morning, you know, you would work on, uh, you know, your film study and, and those things with the coaches and the kids. And, uh, you know, since there's no game, uh, there's no reason for, you know, all, all those people to, to come up, uh, you know, they can, you know, spend some time with their families and those types of things. But, uh, uh, you know, normally Sunday would be our prep for our next opponent. Uh, so w we've already gotten started on our next opponent since we know that the game is, has been postponed for this week. So we'll work, uh, we'll work this afternoon. We got a JV game that we're going to go, uh, go take our kids to at Fairfield today. So that game's still going on. Uh, but we're going to, we're going to do our prep today. A little bit and then we're going to meet tomorrow on friday since we don't have a game uh the coaching staff and then uh see how where we get in our game plan and then i'll probably give them the weekend off talking right now with martin head football coach kevin hoffman here on espn central texas martin bremont postponed till november 6th and and coach i know you just had a a, a bye week not too long ago and so i guess this is going to kind of kind of almost feel like a, a bye week even though it's on a short notice uh is there still a couple guys that could benefit from having this time off as far as getting healthy yeah, we got uh, you know it, it it gives a chance for for two two kids that have been out for several weeks, uh, you, you know that they're going to be back before the end of the season. So you know that's going to give us an opportunity to get two two starters back uh, and hopefully get them prepped to play possibly in the last couple of games uh, of district. That's going to help. And we still got we still got a couple of kids kids that uh, you know got just some nagging injuries and uh, you know we held them out of a lot of things this week and, uh, you know, just had them kind of go through the motions uh, and hoping they would be ready to play for tomorrow. So this just gives us an, uh, a few more days, uh, you know, to get those kids healed up. Coach, the deeper you get into the season, how much more trickier is something like this popping up going to be? It's going to be real difficult. You know, our, our district schedule, whenever we met, uh, all the head coaches met for our district, you know, uh, we decided to move our district schedule just bump it up a week to to have the buffer at the end uh and now 
that's come into play, what we had talked about. So it's just one game right now. It's us and Bremont. But, you know, the situation in Bremont, if they have more positive cases within their program, uh, you know, they may have to miss a game next week. Um, so now it's not just affecting Bremont. It's affecting us, and it's affecting their next opponent. And then now you're trying to figure out uh, how we're going to end the season and try to get all those games in. We don't want to people to have to forfeit because of this. Uh, you know, but if you come down to the end and, and you've, you've exhausted all your uh, resources and, and everything you could possibly do, uh, you know, we, we have figured out that you can play uh, three games in 11 days at the end of the season with the rule about playing, playing a game every five days. So uh, we know that that's a possibility, but it's, it's going to take all six teams in our district uh, are going to have to work together to adjust uh, even their schedules that involve teams that aren't involved in this. So uh, it's going to be a headache, uh, and I, but I don't think this is the end of it. Well, Coach, uh, kind of expanding on that, uh, our own Garrett Ross at, wanted me to ask you if, if there's been a plan in place as far as the playoffs go, because what if this happens in, in the playoffs when, and not necessarily your team, but just any team is preparing for week one or week two of the playoffs, and then the opponent, well, they have to pull out because, you know, because of COVID-19. Would that just go down as a forfeit, or, or is there a plan in place to play the game? You know, as far as the playoffs go, uh, you know, that's up to the UIL, and I haven't okay. – uh, to be honest with you, I, I haven't even looked that far ahead. Uh, I know that I've talked to our kids uh, about the situation and the, the the things that might happen. And the worst case scenario is you do roll and you get in the first or second or third round of the playoffs. And then what happens if you get hit with this? And uh, what happens if your school shuts down? Or, or what happens if you lose, uh, you know, six or seven uh, of your of your starters? to to COVID and and you got to play without them uh you know what we talked about in our district was if you're if you were in school and you had enough players to play nine through nine ninth graders through 12th graders no matter who they were that you you were expected to play the game uh since Bremont shut their school down that's a little different scenario right. uh so you know with, with the playoffs uh you know who knows I, I just pray that uh, no one gets affected by this, right. uh, and and you know every, the playoffs get to go uh, as they're going to go, and and it gets decided uh, by the kids on the field and, and not by something outside. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you 100% on that. Uh, to totally agree, Coach. That's great stuff right there. That's Coach Kevin Hoffman, Mart Head Football Coach. Thank you so much for taking some time this afternoon. I know it was, like I said, impromptu. We weren't expecting to, to talk again until next week, but it's always good to catch up with you, and thanks for helping uh, bring some clarity to this situation. Yes, sir. Appreciate you guys, man. Y'all be safe out there. That's Coach Kevin Hoffman of the Mart Panthers. Uh, he was on with uh, Q and Ward and, and Stephen earlier today. And, and again, there it's amazing to me that uh, there's a couple of places like at La Vega and, and at Mart, uh, no fault of their own, that they seem to have been affected m more than some of the other uh, Central Texas schools. But he, he's right. I mean, Kevin's right. I mean, it's it's not, it's not if it's when. And, and now you're starting to see some. Some other programs uh, get affected with uh, with with this situation, and and Stephen, there's not much you can do. You just got to figure out what's best for the program, what's best for your 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 school and your community, and go about your business. And we were talking about it uh, earlier today on on game time. You know, if if going to a game requires you to to social distance and wear a mask, then do it. Mm -hmm. You know, we, we, I think we had a conversation 
maybe late last week or early this week about the SMU situation where the come students, on, yeah, students do, got kicked do out. Do the right thing, you know. If not for you, but for for other people, I mean, wear the mask, social distance, and let's let's see if we can get some football games and and other activities in because it's not just. Football, the football team that's affected on that campus. It's it's the band that's done all that work. It's the drill team that's done all that work. It's the cheerleaders. It's you know the student body wants to go. I mean, it's not just the football team that's affected when a football game is postponed or canceled. It's unfortunate, um, and yeah, I mean, you follow the protocols, especially if you're going to the game. Be aware of, of what's going on and. You know, right now it's just Bremond, and, and hopefully everything's okay there, and they can get back to activities soon, and get back get that campus open, and get back to school. Um, but well, let's see. It's gonna be really interesting to see how this happens. And we talked about you know the playoff scenario, and Coach Hoffman basically said, "Hey, that's up to the UIL. If if some team does have an outbreak during a playoff week and don't feel like they can play, then they're gonna have to make a decision. And that's something that's gonna come up. I'm actually just looking on Twitter, Matt, and I saw um, Holiday ISD has a ton of students in quarantine, but they're going to have their JV suit up and play Valley View this week because they just want to get the game in. Um, and Coach Hoffman discussed how you know their district has decided if you're still in school and you can get enough guys together to get a team together, then you're going to play. And, and that's sort of the, the breaks of the situation, how it's going to work. Obviously, Bremont, this was different because they had to shut the school down. Um, but we're going to see this. The coaches have done a good job of managing it and mitigating it. So far, and hopefully you just don't get the schedule so packed that uh, that you can't find a way to make these games up and you can still have you know, a full playoff schedule like uh, we've, we've come accustomed to in Texas high school football. College football uh, in the Big 12, only three games. Kansas State at TCU uh, Saturday at 3. Texas Tech is at Iowa State. And, of course, Oklahoma and Texas, the uh, Red River thing. Because I never know what to call it now. I mean, you got to be politically correct. So is it the Red River rivalry, or I mean, I'm I'm having a hard time remembering what. They yeah, call I think that. rivalry's okay. I, I feel like that one's. That but one's you can't say shootout anymore. I'm still not really sure. I, th- yeah, they made that change. I'm still not sure who exactly asked for that change, but they went ahead and made it. It's so, rivalry game. Yeah, it's the rivalry game. So, uh, and, and that's coming up uh, at eleven o'clock on Saturday. Now for Baylor, they are off this week, and we we do have some some news for those uh, that are just joining us. Uh, uh, Stephen, they had to, to, to shut down the activities within the Baylor football program. Yes, because of some recent positive tests, Baylor Athletics is going to temporarily suspend activities for the football program while they do some contact tracing and uh, try to prioritize the health of their student-athletes. They're still, as of now, on track to play Oklahoma State next Saturday. No game this weekend, and they're hoping by doing this they can make sure that they'll be good for next Saturday night. And that will be a 6.30 homecoming kickoff for Baylor and the Cowboys of Oklahoma State. All right, 4.57. We are three minutes away from the top of the hour. This is the Matt Mosley Show, Tom Barfield and Stephen Simcox, and we're back with more in just a moment. We're ready for some football, baby. This is Dallas Cowboys football 2020. Fresh got under center, second and ten, back to throw. Only heard here. Deep middle, cut. Wilson at the 20, left sideline, 10. All season. Cedric Wilson streaking down the sideline for a touchdown. Sunday afternoon, it's your Cowboys and the New York Giants. Live from AT&T Stadium on ESPN Central Texas. Dr. Tyler Cooper of Dallas's own Cooper Clinic says your health is your responsibility. Control what you can control. 
to live a better life. One thing everyone can control is what we put into our bodies. Most of us don't get the proper amount of vitamins and minerals and we, that we need from food. So supplements help out. Supplements help round out our diet to ensure our bodies get what they need for better health. Whether it's a comprehensive multivitamin like Basic One Multivitamin or Advanced Omega-3 for heart and brain health or melatonin to help you help you sleep better. Boy, I could use some of that right now. Uh, Cooper, Cooper is the complete nutritionist for, uh, for, your, for all your needs. And you need that. Uh, you, you need those supplements to help round out your diet to ensure that our bodies get exactly what they need. Now, Cooper Clinic has a special offer going on right now just for you folks here this afternoon on the Matt Mosley program. You buy any two bottles of Cooper Complete Vitamins or supplements, and you're going to get one bottle absolutely free. Just use the uh, coopercomplete.com. Just go to coopercomplete.com, rather, and use the coupon code ESPN2020. That's ESPN2020. Three bottles of Cooper Complete Vitamins and supplements for the price of two when you use the coupon code ESPN2020. Cooper Complete Dot com. Live longer, live better with Cooper Complete Nutritional Supplements. Hi, this is Travis with Texas Trust Home Buyers, and I buy houses cash. Call me today at 870-8645. I'll buy your house for cash and pay you cash up front. I buy houses in any price range in any location in Waco and Central Texas. Do you own a house that needs thousands of dollars in repair? Great, because I love buying fix-up houses. Do you have a tenant living in your property? Not a problem. I'll buy your house with a tenant in it. Do you think your property will be difficult to sell? Easy. We provide assistance for any situation. If you need cash for your house, call me today at 870-8645. That's 870-8645. Or check me out at texastrusthomebuyers.com. That's texastrusthomebuyers.com. Remember, if you need cash fast, I'll pay you cash up front. Call me today at 870-8645. 870-8645. That's 870-8645. Or online at texastrusthomebuyers.com. That's texastrusthomebuyers.com. Travis is a licensed real estate broker in the state of Texas. Skilled trade workers are the backbone of every community and also the Army National Guard. Soldiers trained to keep the power flowing, engines running, and in every other trade needed to accomplish the mission. These soldiers are on the fast track to learning skills that can set them up for success at home with companies looking to hire the best. Their resumes are being built through their paid training and part-time service. Find out how you too can learn a trade profession by visiting NationalGuard.com. Sponsored by the Texas Army National Guard. Aired by the Texas Association of Broadcasters and this station. Are your office surfaces covered in antimicrobial film that lasts five years for the safety of your employees? Does your office point of entry use a state-of-the-art thermal facial recognition scanner that also takes temperatures? Is it frustrating accessing documents from home that are stored at your office? Now ask yourself what other office technology company in Texas offers these products and services? No one but the premier provider of business technology in Texas, UBO Business Services, and Sean Hunt. 254-772-1600-UBEO.com. Have you been tagged yet again in an engagement ring photo? Are hints being dropped all around you? Rest assured, DMRA Fine Jewelers has been rescuing men seeking the perfect ring for over 25 years. Come in with a picture of her dream ring and we'll make it a reality. With our five-year financing, custom design team, and selection of diamonds, we'll make the whole process fun and enjoyable. DMRA Fine Jewelers on West Waco Drive. 
Hey, it's Matt Mosley. Matt Mosley's show is Stephen Simcox. Have you thought about buying your first home and you weren't sure where to start or if you qualify? NeighborWorks Waco has been assisting Central Texans in the home buying process for the past 27 years and they're ready to assist you. Not enough money for down payment or low credit score? NeighborWorks Waco has programs that help you improve your credit score and they help you get the best loan with the least out-of-pocket expense. Plus, they make sure you know just what to look for in selecting the perfect home for you and your family. Call 254-752-1647 or visit the website at nw-waco.org to get started. NeighborWorks Waco currently operating with social distancing protocol in place so you can access your programs knowing your safety is their highest priority. NeighborWorks Waco is your trusted source for home ownership the right way. Plus, NeighborWorks Waco supports Coach Dave Aranda in Baylor Athletics all the way. Sick'em, Bears. KRZI Waco. K222DC Waco. This station is now the ultimate power in the universe. K265DV Temple. This is ESPN Central Texas. Five oh three. This is ESPN Central Texas. Tom Barfield, Stephen Simcox, in for Matt Mosley on this Thursday afternoon. We're glad you're with us. Drive safely as you uh, wrap up your workday and make your way home from uh, sixteen sixty AM ninety two point three FM and down in the uh, Bell County area at one hundred point nine FM. Bell County, Coryell County, Williamson County. Yeah, we. Uh, we got you covered right here on ESPN Central Texas. We're going to talk a little bit about the NFL, but Stephen wanted to mention uh, the uh, Baylor volleyball team, the uh, volleyball team number two in the country. And this team has won 20 straight home matches dating back to November of 2018. They're three and one on the season, and they're hosting Oklahoma tonight and again tomorrow night. And it is a, a six o'clock start at the Ferrell Center. It's also on television, I believe, on the uh, on the U tonight uh, with John Morris on the call. So uh, look for look for that. So it should be uh, should be a lot of fun as the uh, Baylor volleyball, a uh, really terrific club, off to a great start at three and one, number two in the country. And again, they welcome in the Sooners of Oklahoma, uh, the Sooners at zero and two. But uh, again, conference matches starting tonight at six, and again tomorrow at uh at eight at uh, six o'clock so there you go at the Ferrell center kind of interesting how they're doing that just playing everybody twice in one spot trying to cut instead down of the travel, home and home instead and, of yeah. the home and home um but baylor volleyball is really good uh, i'm not i'm not breaking any news there um got to the final four last year before running into a, a wisconsin team that ended up making the national title game but uh, yeah i'm glad they're getting to play some ball you know a couple weeks ago or i guess it was about a month ago now they were talking about postponing the fall championships, and they went ahead and did that. They're going to play. We'll have to, it remains to be seen exactly how they're going to handle postseason volleyball, potentially in the spring. But uh, number two in the country and just a, a buzzsaw of program the last few years. Yeah, and it's, it's all conference play this year. It's 16 conference games, and and uh, it's, it's it appears to be just all conference play. So there you go. All right, uh, 505, and we've got football tonight as the uh, Tampa Bay – uh, Tampa Bay visits Chicago, the uh, the Bears at Soldier Field, and that is 7:20 over on uh, at 7:20 p.m. on the uh, on the NFL Network, and then of course a host of games 
on Sunday, including the Cowboys and the New York Giants. That's a 325 kick and a 230 uh, mm-hmm. broadcast. And, and I, I get tickled when I, when I see the schedule. And, and you, you knew going in that the Giants weren't going to be very good. Uh, thought the Cowboys had a chance to be better than what they are, or what, or at least playing better than what they are. But you know, you don't see you don't see Fox screaming bloody murder because they're getting the Cowboys, which you either love them or you hate them. And, but you you watch them, and then you're get you're getting that large television market in New York City. So Stephen, that you knew that would be a late game that three twenty five window with with Joe Buck and Troy Aikman. Yeah, it's uh, it's a good matchup, and the Giants. Um, they're not a good football team right now. Saquon Barkley's out. But the Cowboys aren't a good football team either. And we just got the news today uh, from multiple reporters, but I saw Ed Werder uh, was on it as well, is that Tyron Smith had a setback with this neck injury. So now he's consulting multiple opinions. He might have to go on the IR. Man, that, for the longest, that was a strength of this football program. Mm-hmm. And now it's not. I mean, make no mistake about it. It is not. No, the offensive line is taking its lumps. And, I mean, some of it's unavoidable. Tyron Smith just the last few years has become a, an injury-prone player. Um, Travis Frederick obviously had to retire earlier than he anticipated with uh, Guillain-Barre syndrome. And now they're they're staring at a position group that was their strength and has become a weakness. And I really don't know what exactly they do. In that Seattle game time, they kicked Zach Martin at the tackle and shuffled some guys around, but Joe Looney's also out. Um, so you, you can't put that same lineup out there again. They have Terrence Steele and Brandon Knight as their backup tackles, and both those guys have struggled, especially Steele, the undrafted rookie from Texas Tech. And it's hard to run the football and be a you know a, a running downhill football team when your O-line is not very good. I know they were considering maybe re-signing Ronald Leary a while back. He's you know, a former Cowboy, but couldn't get the contract figured out and i saw from michael gelker from the dallas morning news they're looking at adam redman who was with this team during training camp and got cut so he could come in and potentially you know pick up the offense pretty quickly but not a lot of good options at offensive line for the cowboys right now and and it's strange Stephen, how quickly things can change because again as we said for the longest and i mean the longest their offensive line was considered the best in the business and heck me and you could average four yards a carry behind Mm -hmm. that group and and now they uh, i mean again and i know they fell behind after the first quarter but 12 carries for zeke that's it i mean Again, I, bad offensive line or no bad offensive line, he's still got to get more than 12, 12 touches. It's not what you want. and But I, I think part of it, too, is I just feel like they're getting away from, from that identity. And I, I believe some of it's because the offensive line. Then but, why do you have the one of the top four running backs in, 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 in the business? Well, I, the only thing I can imagine is that they thought Jason Garrett was going to be there longer than he was because of the year that Zeke got paid was the year they were coming off uh, an actual playoff win and going 11-5, and five, and they had traded for Amari Cooper the year before, and they just felt like they were on their way to the NFC title game. They end up going 8-8, eight and eight, missing the playoffs. He gets fired, and then you bring in a coach who uh, is a pass-happy coach. I mean, his whole coaching tree and career, he's been throwing the ball over the yard, and you're also playing behind in all these games. But, no, I don't get it. I mean – And I, I know they script all their plays, mm-hmm. or they script probably the first 20. First 25. Yeah, whatever like the case may be. And the first four games, it has been pass, 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 pass. 
I'll be curious to see if that is going to continue to be the trend, particularly playing the New York Giants. This is a game that they, man, if they get if they get beat in this one, who they'll run. I mean, something has something to change. Something has yeah. to change. If, I mean, I mean, there's no way you get beaten this football. If you game. get beaten this football game, especially if your defense gets embarrassed by Jason Garrett calling plays on the other side, <laughs> that's. I, I don't think oh. Mike Nolan is is long for this. Uh, for this job, but some something has to be uh, there. Done. There's some loyalty with he and Mike McCarthy, but mm-hmm. uh, when Jerry Jones comes down out of that suite, uh, he may not see Monday morning. No, you're right. So, and, and so that's that's kind of the Cowboys situation. They have a basically a must win game at 3:25 against the Giants coming up on Sunday. But Tom, we also have a scenario in the NFL right now, and I want to get your thoughts on on what's going on with the Titans because they had the outbreak. They were supposed to play the Steelers last weekend. They shuffle around some bye weeks. They get that game rescheduled. But they still haven't gotten in their team facility. And today they had another positive test. And also today we found out that the Titans had been getting together on their own and having Mm -hmm. these unauthorized workouts that could be contributing to why they keep having uh, players on the COVID reserve list and keep having players test positive so now what do you do? Diana Rossini, who covers uh, the NFL for ESPN, says that they're they're talking about still trying to find a way to get this game with the Bills. They're supposed to play the Bills on Sunday. At noon. At noon. But the Bills are supposed to play the Chiefs on Thursday. So if you move that game to Monday or Tuesday, which is something they're talking about, then you're going to have to also move the Buffalo-Kansas City game potentially to Saturday because they broke protocol, should the NFL consider just telling Tennessee, hey, you have to forfeit this football game? Well, I, I don't think you can do that uh, now. I think you, you possibly could say, hey, if we find this moving forward, if anybody breaks these rules and regs, we, that may be a possibility. But I don't think so. And I keep wondering why Saturday? What's what's the magic thing about Saturday? Why can't they, why can't they, why can't they back this game up to Monday or Tuesday? And then simply change the Buffalo Thursday night game and move it to Sunday. Why can't why can't they do that? It, it maybe take another Sunday game and flip it back to Thursday. I think everybody's got to be flexible. I, you know, you know they call it when they get later in the year and the networks have the flex schedule because they have some certain games that they you, you don't want stinkers mm-hmm. in your prime time spots. Uh, although they have the Cowboys and the Giants, or you know what I'm saying. So why can't everything be a flex schedule? I mean. I under, and I understand that you have to give somebody some some warning. You can't say, mm-hmm. "Hey, look, you're going to play in three days." But we're talking about the following Thursday. We're talking about a week from tonight. Why can't they today say, "Okay, we're going to play Buffalo and Tennessee, and we're going to play it on Monday night, just like they did the other night"? You know, they started it early. The Chiefs gave, and Pats. That's yeah. right. Gave it a six o'clock kick on CBS. And then why can't you do that? And then why can't you take the Buffalo game on Thursday and move it to Sunday so they're, they're, it's a six-day window like it normally is, and then take somebody else and move it to the Thursday? You're giving them a week. You're taking take another Sunday noon game and say, hey, look, you're sliding into the Thursday slot. Well, I guess that's an option, and, and there's some things you can move around and make that work. I would just tell – the Titans, you got to forfeit the game. I mean, if you, you miss one game, I get it, and it's an outbreak and you're in a pandemic. There, These things happen. Guys get infected. Money. That's why it's not going to happen. Well, I mean, I, I just feel like you punish this team, send a message, and say, hey, 
we understand the facility shut down. You guys are trying to find a way to still get together, practice, stay ready for a potential game and a big time, you know, scenario. And, and the Titans are a, a contending team. I mean, this is not a team that's scuffling around 500 or is not in contention. This is a good football team in Tennessee. Now, I would tell Tennessee, listen, you, you just got to take the L here and move on because if you're going to break protocols intentionally, um, you just can't, you don't deserve to play. Well, the, and there has to be punishment at least moving forward uh, for, for, for doing that. But I just, I can't imagine the networks and ownership and, and, Man, you, you've got a lot of moving parts to to go in there and, and, and call for a forfeit. But, you know, stranger things that happen. This is this is one of those bizarre years where, uh, you know, we, we how often do you see a double header on Monday night minus the opening? Mm-hmm. And that was and that scheduled and planned on ESPN. It was just I thought it was strange to, to watch CBS for one game and uh, and ESPN for the other game. And they were watching them flipping back and forth they were referencing each other mm-hmm. hey the uh, the other games over on cb i mean it, it's just a different world we're in right now it is and it was kind of nice because falcons packers was sort of a snooze fest so it was mm-hmm. cool to have a- another option on monday night but it was unusual and that's just been the the word of the year and, and it's, it's what sports is looks like it's what life looks like right now it's just pretty unprecedented um elsewhere in the nfl today Chargers head coach Anthony Lynn has named Justin Herbert his starting quarterback moving forward. Herbert's the rookie out of Oregon. And tough break for Tyrod Taylor here, Tom. He's, you know, trying to fight through an injury. He gets an injection um, to to treat a broken rib situation. Ends up having a punctured lung mm. because the doctor botches the procedure. So he's been out for a few weeks. And now because Herbert's played well, Lynn's going to go ahead and name him the starter for the rest of the season and Tyrod Taylor's on the outside looking in. Just really unfortunate that uh, he lost his job in, in a way that he really didn't have any control over. And if you go back, and we've talked about this before on several of the programs, but if you go back and look at the the history of that particular doctor, that's not his first oops, if, if you know what I mean. And I'm wondering, how is this guy a team doctor when he's got some problems uh, both uh, uh, away from uh, his, his – uh, his chosen profession and within his chosen profession. So it's, it's, it's crazy. It's bizarre. And yeah, weird. If you look in the history of chargers team doctors and, and the procedures, there's a lot of odd alarming things there that would make you wonder as to why he stayed around for so long. But yeah, tough, tough break for Tyrod Taylor. And that unfortunately for him has been kind of the arc of his career. He's always been just a, sort of a table setter quarterback for a, another young guy coming in and it happens again. This time, there was really nothing he could do about it, though. Hey, is there a run rule in Major League Baseball playoffs? Not that I'm aware I'm, of. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, the uh, the Astros do have a 9-4 advantage over the Oakland Athletics as that game is in the uh, seventh inning. That's nine unanswered runs for the uh, Houstonians. So good for them as they look to close out the A's and move on to the American League Championship Series, which begins on Sunday. On Sunday. Now, where is where is the American League Championship Series, Stephen? Do you know? I don't know. I can look it up real quick, though. But uh, they're going to play that. Uh, uh, the American League, uh, looks like the Astros are headed to the American League Championship Series if they can record seven outs. It's going to be in San Diego. San Petco Diego. Park. So they'll just move right down the road to Petco and get ready for the ALCS against the uh, winner of the uh, Tampa Bay-New York Series. So And Tampa Bay leads that series. 
two games to one. So there you go. All right, 517, this is the Matt Mosley Show, brought to you in part by Central National Bank, Tom Barfield and Stephen Simcox, and we're back with more in just a moment. Nobody has a better selection of light and heavy-duty Ram pickup trucks than Cameron Autoplex, where they say it's always cheaper in Cameron. This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm meteorologist Emily Kay. It's going to be a mild night across central Texas with lows reaching the mid to upper 60s with mostly cloudy skies and winds coming in from the east about 5 to 10 miles per hour. Friday will start off with temperatures in the upper 60s. Highs will be in the mid to upper 80s in the afternoon with mostly cloudy skies and isolated showers possible throughout the day. Saturday will be warmer with highs around 90 degrees with mostly sunny skies. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 5.30 and 9 for your forecast first. Plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. Hey guys, we all give gifts on birthdays, anniversaries, holidays, but have you ever given a gift just because gift? When it's not expected, it means the most coming from you. Since 1979, Morrison Gifts has been Waco's gift store for every occasion. Choose from lines of great gift ideas, including John Hart leather goods, big O key rings, candles, and jewelry, and as always, free gift wrapping and delivery available. Morrison Gifts, a Baylor alumni-owned business at 4308 West Waco Drive, next to Jason's Deli in the Brazos Square Center. At Marineland Boating Center, we believe in families, fishing, and everyone who enjoys being on the water. That's why Marineland is home to Alumacraft, boats designed and built by generations of fishing enthusiasts for fishing enthusiasts. For over 70 years, Alumacraft has been providing durability and innovation. Whether it's time for water sports or the perfect catch, we've got an Alumacraft model to fit your style and budget. Marineland Boating Center, I-35 at Loop 340 South, or visit MarinelandWacoYamaha.com. Myatt Fuels should be your first and local choice for high-quality fuel and lubricant. They are Central Texas-owned and operated independent distribution and bulk delivery company. You call, they haul. They deliver on-road diesel, off-road, farm diesel, gasoline, and non-ethanol gasoline. Known for the great pricing and quickest delivery. Call Nick, the owner, for all your gasoline delivery needs at 675-8107. That's Myatt Fuels. Call Nick at 675-8107. Or look for Myatt Fuels on Facebook. Hi, I'm Mark Stewart with Bird Colgen Ford. It's that time of year. It's football season. Bird Colgen Ford's a proud supporter of the best high school football teams in Texas right here in Central Texas. And Bird Colgen Ford is proud to sell the number one truck in Texas, the F-Series truck, led by our leading rusher, the F-150, 43 years in a row. Nominate your Ford Tough Player of the Week at FordPlayerOfTheWeek.com. Bird Colgen Ford, the right choice since 1936. My house has a new glow, I love my windows, universal windows direct. Now that football season is here and cooler weather is right around the corner, it's time to replace those old windows. When you call Universal Windows Direct, it's easy to schedule an in-home consultation where you can discuss your specific window needs with an expert team member. Universal's exclusive Unishield windows are sealed with Duralite, a non-metal spacer that has life expectancy five times that of other systems. Now offering 0% financing for 60 months, that's 0% financing for 60 months. Contact Universal Windows Direct for a free in-home estimate. UniversalWindowsCentralTexas.com or call 254-301-7760. That's 254-301-7760. I love my windows. They've got that brand new home effect. Universal Windows Direct. 
Looking for quality plants at affordable prices? Would you like your yard transformed from an unmaintained pile of weeds to a yard that looks like a beautiful park and increases the value of your property? Barrera's Nursery and Landscape is the place for seasonal plants, shrubs, trees, and perennials, as well as a wide variety of bulk material and landscape rock. Locally owned and operated for over 20 years, Barrera's Nursery and Landscape, open every day, 9 till 5, at 201 Sun Valley Drive in Hewitt, or call them at 254-666-9806. All Texans need an approved form of ID to vote. Before going to the polls, visit votetexas.gov to check if you have one of the seven approved photo IDs, like a Texas driver license. The full list can be found at votetexas.gov. You can also find what to do if you do not possess and cannot reasonably obtain one. Visit votetexas.gov or call 1-800-252-VOTE. That's 1-800-252-8683. Sponsored by the Texas Secretary of State. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Garrett Ross with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update. Experience the homemade food and unique atmosphere that everyone is talking about at Fox's Treats and Eats on Highway 84 near McGregor. Waco High becomes the latest Central Texas school forced to cancel football games this week due to the rising COVID numbers within the school district. The Lions were scheduled to play Colleen on Friday, and as of now, this has no impact on district play. Cowboys head coach Mike McCarthy met with the media this morning, and one of the things he addressed was the issue with turnovers this season. Well, it's a fundamental, and at the end of the day, it's you know it comes down to emphasis and the ability to take care of the ball and the importance and, and some things that you may have to adjust in, in your game to, to make that happen. The Houston Cougars will finally get their 2020 season underway tonight as they host Tulane. Kickoff is set for 6.30 p.m. It can be seen on ESPN. Two local high school football teams will be in action tonight as Grosbeck hosts number four Malakoff and Colleen Ellison takes on L.D. Bell. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Little ZZ top for your commute to the house. 523 on the Matt Mosley Show. Tom Barfield, Stephen Simcox. Stephen, the uh, Grosbeck Goats are hosting Malakoff. Jamie Driscoll's Malakoff Tigers coming to town. And they'll be they'll be uh, dressed well, just like ZZ top here. I, I know for a fact. <laughs> so, But I'm curious why Thursday night for Grosbeck and Malakoff. I, I don't know. Is that game being played... In Grosbeck? In Grosbeck, okay. yeah. On the carpet at the Goat mm-hmm. Palace. Not sure. Um, man, Grosbeck's one of those places. They're one of the first smaller schools to have turf. So I remember that was always a big deal. Oh, it I was, was yeah. I was a kid, like, oh, man, Grosbeck has artificial turf. Um, don't, Yeah, I don't have a reason for why they're going to play on Thursday night, but always good to have you know some early high school football action sort of later in the week. So it should be a lot of fun over there, Grosbeck uh, and, uh, and the Malakoff. Tigers, Malikoff. Malikoff is one of those teams. Stephen, I think will can and will make uh, another deep run. You know, it wasn't that long ago that they were playing for a state championship, and uh, you know, obviously they uh, they've got an outstanding program that they built over there under Jamie Driscoll, and they uh, year in and year out are, are fighting for uh, fighting for a, a deep run in the playoffs, and we've seen them play. Uh, Grandview several times early mm-hmm. in the year and Grandview's had their way with them but uh, that's always a, a fun matchup because those those two teams give each other a great pre-district challenge they do and that's almost become sort of a little bit of a rivalry of sorts in the last few years they played some pretty uh, hotly t- contested games and Malakoff's a great program um, yeah that'll be fun to, to get to see them in Central Texas tonight and Driscoll does a, a great job there 
All right, uh, 525, and again, the Astros have a 9-4 advantage uh, as they move to the, I believe they're in the eighth inning now. So uh, we'll keep you posted on that one. And again, that game over on our sister station, Fox Sports Central Texas. Should they win, should they win, then they will uh, sit back and wait on the winner of Tampa Bay and uh, New York. So, uh, and, and they're playing right down the road, I think, in San Diego. So they there are. you go. Uh-huh. So the Yankees you- raise, raise are up 2-1 in that series. Um, you know, this Tampa Bay team, I, I honestly haven't seen a ton of them, Tom, but they have been a, a buzzsaw this year. they got a really good pitching staff. Mm-hmm. They're built well. And, uh, yeah, they're a, a threat to what looked like it might be a, an Astros-Yankees ALCS. Rays could put that to bed today and, and win, a, win a game and, and move on to the ALCS. But, yeah, uh, A's-Astros going on. And A's almost hit a three-run bomb there in, in the – Last half inning to pull within 9-7, but it fell at the warning track, and Kyle Tucker was able to track it down. So, ball's flying out there in L.A., though. It, it, and, there, and there's a lot of conversation about the ball carrying this year uh, in postseason play, but you're right. And don't you know privately that Major League Baseball television networks are hoping for Houston and the New York Yankees? They want uh, They want that rematch. Uh, and they won it in the ALCS. But, again, the uh, the Yankees kind of behind the eight ball. They got to get going if they're going to uh, to meet the Astros. If the Astros hang on and win this one, they are six outs away from uh, from wrapping this thing up. So we'll see. Uh, let's get back into the Cowboys a little bit. The Cowboys will take on the New York Giants. We'll have that one for you right here on ESPN Central Texas. Again, 2.30 for the pregame show. And, and, and Stephen – they can be calm if they want to. They can be low-key if they want to. But the the bottom line is they've got to go win a football game. And you, you've got to – for several several reasons. Number one, they're playing at home. you got mm-hmm. to win your home games. you just got to. And they've already dropped uh, one to the Cleveland Browns. So, And this is a team that's not very good. Let's just be honest. The Giants aren't very good. Not only do they need to win this game, but honestly they need to go thump the New York Giants on Sunday. Well, and the win's got to come from somewhere. I mean, even in a bad division like the NFC East, somebody's going to have to pull it out. And if you, the Cowboys, they could be 0-4, if not for a, a pretty miraculous onside kick against the Falcons. If you're going to make up some ground, it's going to be within this division. And you talked about uh, the Giants not being a very good football team. They're also banged up. Daniel Jones doesn't look great in year two, and they're without Saquon Barkley. And Mike McCarthy actually talked about that today. Um, just the Giants and what their run game might look like without the great uh, Saquon Barkley in the backfield? Well, you know, I think uh, schematically, um, you know, we're, I, we anticipate seeing some of the same things, maybe a little more outside zone because, you know, when you look back and, you know, from his time in Atlanta, uh, so, you know, that's obviously something that he was very good at, has a lot of experience. So, you know, we've taken that into account. But, you know, we're really trying to adhere to the, concepts that we believe uh, they're going to use you know at least attempt to use against us what do you mean attempt to use all you got to do is go look at 10 years worth of practice film right i mean this is a jason garrett offense what do you mean what we think you're going to do and you got four games worth of film on them right now from this year so and i know that you when you're when you're putting your plans together and when you're putting your offensive schemes together steven you 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 put that plan together based off of the talent that you have in that mm-hmm. particular team in that particular year. So you have a you have a base offense, but then you start tweaking it 
and, and, uh, and tuning it to to suit your personnel. I get that, but they've got four four game films on the New York Giants right now. Don't tell me you don't know what they're going to do. Well, and with or without Saquon Barkley, they're going to try to run the football. I mean, Jason Garrett wants to be a physical offense. He wants to run the ball all over the place. So, um, yeah, it, it's going to look maybe different as far as who's taking the handoff, but the principles are the same. And it's not like a quarter, you know, if your backup quarterback's in there, yeah, especially if it's a different type of quarterback, you're going to have some tweaks in the playbook. You might be kind of limited in what you can do, but the running back is not a position where you're going to be changing much up. They're still, they still want to run the football. They're just probably not going to be as effective without Barkley in the backfield. We were talking about it the other day, but how about the city of New York? You are awful on the Jets side, and you're mm-hmm. awful on the Giants side. So, <laughs> I mean, those two teams are probably just seeing who's going to get Trevor Lawrence in the draft. <laughs> like, the, the competition for the Jets and the Giants is who's going to tank out the most. Uh, but, yeah, it's, it's a rough go for professional football. Joe Flacco is going to start for the Jets this week because Sam Darnold is once again out with that shoulder injury. So, yeah, not a not a great time to be a New York football fan right now. Uh, here's some – we're using some comments from Mike McCarthy at his press conference today. Staying on the Giants topic, he was asked – odd question here. He was asked if he takes pleasure in facing a winless football team on Sunday. I, I, I do not. Um, I, to me, I would classify that mindset as false confidence. Uh, it's important for us to, to identify, you know, how we think this team's going to play, you know, as far as their, their attack plan, but more importantly, how we're going to go go get them and go get the win. And, and that's, that's um, always been the approach. We obviously have to improve in a number of areas on our last time that we've taken the field as a football team. So, yeah, I'm, I'm not counting on them for anything. I'm, I'm just counting on them to be the opponent, and I'm counting on our football team to, to take a step in the areas that we need to and build off the areas that we are playing well in and, um, and getting this victory. Talent-wise, is this the best team in the NFC East? Probably so. I think it, if Carson Wentz is playing well, and he's it's, not. it's different, <laughs> but he's not. But, yeah, from a talent standpoint, they are. And – that being said, though, like they can't overlook the New York. I mean, can't overlook. They can't right overlook. Now. It can't overlook an inter squad scrimmage. No, but this is. They should be the best team in the East. And, and when when they were talking about it, and everybody was making their projections, this that, Dallas was the team to beat in the East. And and man, they don't look it right now. No, they don't. Uh, <laughs> the vision's such a mess, though. And yeah, one, two, and one's leading it. <laughs> it's probably going to come down to them in Philly. But no, they they do not look like. Here's the deal: they were that was what they were under Jason Garrett. I mean, they were a team that won their division, were, was in contention in their division, just could not get over the hump. And they certainly don't look like they're going to get over the hump right now. I mean, they're a one and three football team that could be zero and four. They're struggling everywhere. Um, but no, they don't look like the class of anything right now. I mean, again, we we go back to. They could have and should have lost that game against the Falcons, um, and that's really the only saving grace they have right now. By the way, Jose Altuve just hit a two-run bomb. Are you kidding so me? So it's now 11-4 Astros. And that's 11 unanswered runs. Yeah, 11 unanswered runs. Pretty incredible performance by Houston um, today. It looks like they're on their way to uh, 
to an ALCS bird. <laughs> On their way to Petco, baby. <laughs> <laughs> it's 5.33. This is uh, the Matt Mosley Show. We're glad you're with us on a a uh, Thursday. We uh, we got uh, football coming your way tomorrow. We got three high school games for you. And then, mm-hmm. of course, uh, Sunday we'll have the Cowboys and the New York Giants. Uh, one more McCarthy clip here. Randy Gregory, defensive lineman, is going to be back in the lineup um, come in the coming weeks uh, once he gets off. NFL suspension for the drug policy and gets acclimated again. So he practiced yesterday, and McCarthy was asked about what exactly Randy Gregory can do um, and how effective he was in practice on Wednesday. Um, he, he was he was you know did a lot of the pre individual you know stuff was, was starting to work in. So you know biggest thing I, you know, I'm looking forward with Randy is just for him to get comfortable back and in, in, in the football drills, you know the football movements, uh, specific movements and. Uh, you know, and I think it's I think it's important to recognize, you know, his starting point, and um, so we'll try to get him a little more involved uh, in the individual drills today. So Gregory coming back, I mean, not this week, but Tom, this team needs more. I mean, they need anything and everything on defense. They need people who can play a little bit, and he can play a little but bit. They need a pass rush, and Gregory, as you said, when he's been in the lineup, which has been few and far between because of all the suspensions, but. Uh, he can get to the passer, and and they got to have somebody along with Alden Smith who can get to the quarterback because Demarcus Lawrence looks hurt. Their interior guys are struggling, and uh, they just they need more talent on that defense. Honestly, well, everywhere on that defense, yeah, quite everywhere. frankly, I mean, uh, and 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 you've got some young guys on the back end, and and in that that may have a chance, but right now uh, they're just not playing very well, and. And Stretch pointed it out the other day, they're not playing as a cohesive unit either. I mean, and then the third element is they're not playing hard. I mean, you can be you can be misaligned. You can be you, you can have bad technique. But Stephen, there's no excuse not to not to run to the football, not to play hard. And even if it's 10 yards down the field, go make a play. And they Sunday, they didn't do that against the Cleveland Browns. That's what was just mind-boggling and frustrating no they couldn't do it they couldn't figure it out um and and the effort piece is huge you you just you can't quit you can't quit four games into a new regime um you have to be better than that and it wasn't there they can make all the excuses for it uh but it didn't work out and and that brings us to something we played earlier but here's mike mccarthy xavier woods said you know you can't expect a team and players to go full speed over a whole game for 70 plays and here's Mike McCarthy's response to that. Um, first of all, no, I did not have a conversation with them. Um, and, and as far as the quote, I was just you know, made, made aware of it. I, I think it's, I think it's a situation of um, trying to answer questions after a poor performance uh, is the way I would, would classify it. I, I don't think it's a statement that, you know, that, that can be laid up against every possible situation in football and you know, as far as hypotheticals and things like that. So um, we, we've, we've addressed our performance uh, Sunday. It, it was poor. Uh, the, the, the coaching on pursuit and expectations is all in line with, with everybody's expe- expectations and understanding is as far as, you know, how you play this game. So he kind of just brushed it off, basically. Well, yeah, he talked in circles. But somewhere in there I heard a hypothetical. And then – that wasn't hypothetical Sunday. They 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 took plays off. They didn't play well and and uh, they didn't play hard. So it wasn't anything hypothetical about that aspect of it. They just they didn't play well and they didn't play hard. So 
there you go. 537-23 away from 6. The uh, Matt Mosley Show on a Thursday afternoon. And we're going to take a break right here. And we're going to come back with more of the Matt Mosley program in just a moment. This high school football coaches show with Waco High Coach Kwame Cavill brought to you by TFNB, your bank for life. Waco Lions went to Hutto last Friday, fell to the Hippos 35-21 to move to 1-1 one one in non-district action. Coach, I noticed that Sean Mooney got to start at quarterback, but Nate Reina also saw action. This was a non-district game, so are you looking to see who responds best under the lights on Friday night? Uh, Sean Mooney got the call. I uh, got the call up because Nate, uh, was, we had a little scare as far as his health is concerned. Had to make sure that he was all good to go. We got the word uh, Friday that he was good. And uh, Sean, he went in that practice, so Sean deserved the chance to get the opportunity. And it was his first varsity 6A game as a quarterback, and I think he performed admirably well under the circumstances of when he's how long he's been, you know, acclimated to our program, and uh, and it's just a testament to his dedication and hard work. Raymond O'Neill was bright spot on offense, a 93-yard TD after yeah. just a short pass. Gotta give him some touches, more touches. He's a playmaker. He's a difference maker. Uh, we, I mean, we try to get the ball to him uh, as much as possible, but we just gotta find creative ways to to figure out to get him get his touches. Cause uh, as you can see, one touch can go 90. Colleen, this week a familiar foe from your former district. Uh, they play they play high front. They go roll to an even if you uh, give them a six man blocking service. Since I've been here, we hadn't won. Been here as a coach. As a player, it's totally different. But I don't play anymore. These guys do. So it's my job to help them feel the taste of victory that I, I, I tasted when I was here as a player. And uh, Colleen is always going to be a formidable foe. They're going to play hard. They're a lot like us, uh, the way they move around and, and the athletes they put out there on the field. So we just wanted to combat, make sure we're the most disciplined team and the most focused team come Friday. ESPN Central Texas. TFNB Your Bank for Life supports high school football in Central Texas. Find out why more Central Texans are making TFNB their bank for life. Sign up for our Edge checking and savings accounts and earn interest, cashback, or free digital downloads. With five locations, managing your money has never been easier. And check out the new bear statues at our downtown Waco location across I-35 from Baylor. TFNB Your Bank for Life. Member FDIC. Since 1975, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop has been serving their one-of-a-kind sandwiches, soups, and salads to hungry Central Texans. They start early in the morning baking their homemade artisan bread. The sandwiches are oven-toasted, giving the bread a crunchy crust covering and a soft and dry, airy center. Ask for everyone's favorite, the Schmaltz, a combination of three cheeses, three meats, and all the fixings. They welcome phone-in orders for customers on the go. Only in Waco, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop, 1412 North Valley Mills Drive and 105 South 5th Street. Hey, it's Matt Mosley. Matt Mosley's show is Stephen Simcox. Have you thought about buying your first home and you weren't sure where to start or if you qualify? NeighborWorks Waco has been assisting Central Texans in the home buying process for the past 27 years and they're ready to assist you. Not enough money for down payment or low credit score? NeighborWorks Waco has programs that help you improve your credit score and they help you get the best loan with the least out-of-pocket expense. Plus, they make sure you know just what to look for in selecting the perfect home for you and your family. Call 254-752-1647 or visit the website at nw 
neighborworks-waco.org to get started. NeighborWorks Waco currently operating with social distancing protocol in place so you can access your programs knowing your safety is their highest priority. NeighborWorks Waco is your trusted source for home ownership the right way. Plus, NeighborWorks Waco supports Coach Dave Aranda in Baylor Athletics all the way. Sick'em, Bears. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Garrett Ross with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update. Experience the homemade food and unique atmosphere that everyone is talking about at Fox's Treats and Eats on Highway 84 near McGregor. Waco High becomes the latest Central Texas school forced to cancel football games this week due to the rising COVID numbers within the school district. The Lions were scheduled to play Colleen on Friday, and as of now, this has no impact on district play. Cowboys head coach Mike McCarthy met with the media this morning, and one of the things he addressed was the issue with turnovers this season. Well, it's a fundamental, and at the end of the day, it's you know it comes down to emphasis and the ability to take care of the ball and the importance and, and some things that you may have to adjust in, in your game to, to make that happen. The Houston Cougars will finally get their 2020 season underway tonight as they host Tulane. Kickoff is set for 6.30 p.m. It can be seen on ESPN. Two local high school football teams will be in action tonight as Grosbeck hosts number four Malakoff and Colleen Ellison takes on L.D. Bell. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. It's 542, 18 away from 6. And earlier, you uh, you heard the uh, Kwame Cavill show. And obviously, the uh, Kwame Cavill show recorded earlier. Uh, so they mentioned the, the scouting report on the clean kangaroos. But that game will not be played tomorrow night at... Uh, uh, because of a COVID concern. So just wanted to pass that along to you. It's 18 before 6. Glad you're with us. The uh, Astros making a pitching change in an 11-4 lead late innings. They're in the eighth inning, and the uh, the A's have a couple of guys on. So uh, Dusty Baker said, you know what, let's let's go get another arm. So let me ask our audience this. 254-662-1660 is our CNC Collision Center text line. The Astros appear to be on their way to the ALCS. If they make the World Series or win the World Series this year, or even just now, winning a couple playoff series, they can hold on to this big lead against the A's late. Does that change your opinion of this baseball team? Because everybody was killing them. They were cheaters. They were frauds. They just, you know. A year ago, they were. Scuffled around during the regular season. They got the biggest break in the world by not having fans in the stands. (laughs) No, that's a fact. And now, I mean, Tom, they're headed to the American League Championship Series if they can finish this thing out. And, you know, again, a year ago, uh, what they did a year ago, and and I, I look, uh, Sean Salisbury was on the program the other day from down in Houston, and he he basically said everything that they got they deserved, and, and, and rightfully so. And, and you're right, they do catch – no, there's nothing good about this COVID-19 situation and, and the uh, coronavirus and the pandemic that we're in, but – the fact is, they did go play 60 games where there weren't fans. And, you know, you may show up in a city and, you know, social media may wear you out, television may wear but you can turn all that off. You can you can tune all that out. The fact is, they were going to go into stadiums for, for five months during the baseball season, and they were going to get booed right out of the ballpark, but that didn't happen. Now, does it happen next year when fans return? If fans return? I don't know. And, and you you ask a great question. Does what happened last season, does it tarnish what the Astros have accomplished this season? Now, remember, this was a team that was about 500. They were 29 and 31 overall during the regular season. 
And uh, and if they don't have the extended format for the playoffs, Stephen, they're not in the playoffs. That's right. And, you know, like the Patriots, they had the the concerns. Obviously, they had Deflategate. They had mm-hmm. Spygate. Those things come up, and it's an easy joke to make. But people always respected them because they continued to win. And, yeah, they bend, they bent the rules, and they went about it in a way that wasn't always above board. But the bottom line was they kept finding ways to get it done. And I'm just curious because, like, I'm watching this Astros team right now, and I'm amazed at how well they're playing ball. If they can make a run through here, and Tom, what if they what if they end up in the we're getting ahead of ourselves? What if they end up in the World Series against the Dodgers? And other than the A's, the Dodgers have been the most vocal about, hey, we were in that World Series with Houston. That was a fraudulent title. They should, you know, rescind that title. I mean, Houston really has a chance to to make a statement here if they continue on this. Absolutely, but and you went you, you mentioned New England. Remember now, football you play once a week baseball you're playing six and seven days a week so uh you know you if you're on the road for a eight or nine ten game road trip that that could have been absolutely mentally brutal on this on this club but the fact is uh they played they played the empty ballparks and and you know so we'll see Mm -hmm. but again i'm curious if, if people think that next year if fans are allowed back in are they going to give it to the Astros? Is this something that, and I'm with you, is this something that hangs with the Astros for 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 several years? Oh, yeah. Now, I don't think it's going to be as, it's not going to reach the level that it did, that it would this year. Mm-hmm. This year would have been this bad. This year would have been bad. I think it'll calm down, but it won't, it won't be, uh, people are still going to let him hear about it. You have to. Brian uh, texted in and said, I don't care what anyone says. Every team cheats in one way or another. They were just dumb enough to get caught. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, hey, you know, the Red Sox, they got caught. The Yankees, there's been rumors about them. So Houston's not the only team here um, that dealt with this, but they're obviously the most obvious because of, uh, you know, winning the title. And, he just and said, if you're not cheating, you're not trying. That's right. <laughs> All right, 547, the Matt Mosley Show. And we're back with more in just a moment. Following an open date, Baylor football is back on the field Saturday, October 17th, hosting the Oklahoma State Cowboys. Brewer to throw, he's got Abner for a touchdown. Again this season, tune in to hear J.J. Joe, Ricky Thompson, and the State of Texas Co-Sportscaster of the Year, John Morris, for all the play-by-play of Baylor Big 12 football on the home of the Bears, ESPN Central Texas. Close your eyes and imagine this with me. Two all-beef patties, American and Monterey Jack cheese, sizzling bacon, and the smooth roasted heat of hatch green chilies, all on a five inch bun. You hungry yet? Good news. You just don't have to imagine anymore. You could taste it yourself on the new hatch green chili bacon burger at Whataburger. Make this flavorful fantasy a reality, but do it soon. You can only get this burger for a limited time. So get down to Whataburger and get your hands on this perfect burger while you still can. Stonewood Dental is your comfortable and remarkable home for a full spectrum of general dentistry starting at age six months. They feature a specialized treatment of TMJ pain known as Biostetics, the highest degree of bite correction treatment that relieves patients of pain and gives them the smile of a lifetime. From simple fillings to full cosmetic reconstruction, Stonewood Dental also specializes in oral or IV sedation, implants, and wisdom teeth removal. They accept most insurance policies, including Medicaid and chips at Stonewood Dental in Robinson. 
Let's talk about our friends over at Central National Bank, Tom and Brian and the entire crew. And, you know, at Central National Bank, they believe in people over the process. They believe in listening over telling, and they certainly believe in helping their customers over helping themselves. You can experience the difference at Central National Bank. You know, it, it, you, you, wouldn't, you wouldn't pick up the phone and, and call your, your personal doctor on a 1-800 number. You wouldn't call your personal accountant on a 1-800 number. You would not call your personal mechanic on a 1-800 number. So why on earth would you call your bank on a 1-800 number? If you are, you're, you don't know your bank, and certainly your bank doesn't know you. Check out the the friendly folks at Central National Bank, 8320 West Highway 84 and 5400 Bosque Boulevard in Waco. They're also at 938 Canyon Creek in Temple, and they've got a location down in Austin. And, of course, you can always bank online at cnbwaco.com. Central National Bank, member FDIC. Business or a school or a team that needs to put their logo on something, then let the pros at Mallory Screen Printing and Embroidery do the job for you. They can customize your logo on t shirts, caps, dress shirts, golf shirts, winter apparel, and more. Stickers for any occasion, banners and signs, large or small. See more at MalloryPrint.com or call 1 800 433 2220. For your next custom screen printing or embroidery, check out their full catalog at MalloryPrint.com. Local officials will offer COVID-19 surge testing in McLennan County through October 30th. 40,000 COVID-19 tests have been allocated for this effort. Testing dates and sites are listed online at covidwaco.com. Save time, pre-registration online, and print your completed registration form. You can print your form at any of the four Waco libraries or three community centers at no charge. Waco Transit will be providing free transit rides to or from testing sites. All sites open 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. Free COVID-19. COVID-19 testing sites will be located throughout Waco until October 30th at the Waco Convention Center, McLennan Community College, Waco ISD Stadium, and the Syntax Chamber of Commerce. Please log on to covidwaco.com for exact dates of the free COVID-19 testing. You do not have to have symptoms to be tested. It will take just a few minutes for you to receive the easy nasal swab for the COVID-19 testing. Act today. Go to covidwaco.com. Be safe and be sure. Welcome back to the Matt Mosley Show. It's time for the dismount. For a final look at today's top stories, here's Matt Mosley and Stephen Simcox. All right, Tom, it's the dismount. We do some breaking news, some top stories for the day. And first, I have to tell you, the Houston Cougars are going to play football tonight. <laughs> you know, I, I'll tell you that I, I won't believe it until the ball goes end over end, just like we had with Baylor. How long has it been, Steven, since they played a game? So I saw the Houston football Twitter account put out today. It has been 312 days Holy since smokes. they played a football game. Well, this is what, their fifth try to play their opening game? Technically, yes. It could be six if you included. They were supposed to, they had a Pac 12 opponent scheduled. Yeah. And that got, can, but that got canceled, you know, before the season even started. And then they've had five postponements uh, because various schools have dealt with COVID. <laughs> but they're finally going to get the season kicked off tonight against Tulane. Yeah. You know, how do they keep from being too amped up? Because you know their motor is running right now. Oh, I can't even imagine. It's at 630. So we're, we're 35 <laughs> minutes away. <laughs> Let's all cross our fingers and see if Dana Holgerson can get his crew out there tonight. Uh, looks like. 
Houston's all all go tonight though. So um, Cougars starting their season first game in 312 days. Just an incredible story. Um, and I did want to update you on uh, some scheduling. So we were talking about that Titan situation earlier today. Mm-hmm. Titans Bills, which was supposed to be played this Sunday, is being moved to Tuesday at 6 p.m. Gotcha. So we're getting Tuesday night football. And Bills Chiefs, which is supposed to be played a week from today on Thursday, is going to be moved to Sunday. Of course, that all is, you know, predicated on if the Titans have any more positive tests. So as long as the Titans are able to stay healthy, then um, Titans Bills will be played on Tuesday night. And Chiefs Chiefs Bills, which is supposed to be played a week from tonight, is going to be played next sunday isn't that exactly what you and i said they should do pretty much about yeah. an hour and a half ago okay they should pay us for this stuff absolutely and we're also getting a uh, another monday night doubleheader this week as the patriots who had cam newton test positive and then later in the week they had um stefan gilmore test positive mm-hmm. mike kills uh who covers the denver broncos says the broncos have been informed their game against new england will move from sunday to monday night it will be the early Monday night game. So that will be played on Monday night along with Chargers and Saints. And uh, if you're into a Monday night doubleheader, you'll get that again this week. There you go. That should be fun. I like it. And we'll talk to you guys tomorrow. We'll have high school football on our airwaves. And, Tom, you'll be live from Midway Stadium. Absolutely. Tomorrow afternoon at 3.